movie, Matt. I'm I'm up for it. I want to see it. Good deal. And Pop on over to Riverdale and watch it today. I am. I'm going to come and see it this weekend. Good deal. Uh, Good we got deal. Uh, tomorrow, Shane Stacks and I will be on his show, and we do this every year. At the beginning of the year, we name five movies that we really, really want to see, and then another five that are like in the category B, mm. but we really want to see them. And I'm going to tell you what. Okay. In my top ten, it's a hair's breadth between them. Yeah. Un- there's some great – this is going to be a better year than last year, I believe. I think for, um, you know, adult-driven dramas, yeah, it's a better year. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Let me just run through mine here okay, real quick sure. with you. Okay, The number one movie I'm looking forward to seeing is Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. All right. Number two, Dune. Okay. I love those books. I mean, I those are the best, some of the best science fiction ever written. Okay. Number three, No Time to Die, Bond. Number four, A Quiet Place, Part Two. And then number five, Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Those are all going to be strong, huge hits at the box office. Yes, yes. But then look at these other ones I got written down here. Top Gun Maverick. Okay. That that's sitting right there, right outside the top five, like beating on the door. You know what I'm saying? I'm really fired up for that movie. It okay. looks good. Okay. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm a little bit okay. hesitant on it because it looks like they're going to do a storyline kind of like Stranger Things, which mm-hmm. kind of worries me on that. Okay. Uh, Fast and Furious Nine. I like my action, and that movie never fails to deliver okay. action. Okay. The new Vin Diesel movie, Bloodshot, looks okay. like it's going to be crazy. Conjuring 3, mm-hmm. The Devil Made Me Do It, it's going to be a big movie. Okay, One that I'm really excited about, and I bet you most of our listeners have never heard of. Mm-hmm. And it's and the reason I'll go see it is because mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's directed okay. Tenet. Okay. It looks good. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Is it getting a lot of noise? Oh, yeah. I like the, of uh, course, I like the Bond film. I like the Fast and Furious film. I like Wonder Woman. It's going to be a good film. Um, I'm really excited about Top Gun. So Yeah. yeah I mean, I, it I looks can agree, good. I can agree with a lot of those. Here's here's the bottom three I got. Okay. Black Widow. Okay. The Eternals. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested mm-hmm. to see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. And then Steven Spielberg coming back as only Steven Spielberg can to making a family motion picture. Okay. West Side Story. Okay. Okay. I think it's going to be, this is, West Side Story ain't going to be Cats. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, mm-hmm. it ain't going to be Cats. You can go see that and really enjoy it. I'll be interested to see how he updates it. But uh, it's it's a great story, as you know, dealing with, uh, I think, diversity and people getting along. It's mm-hmm. Shakespeare. It's Romeo and Juliet yeah. brought to the modern times. You know, speaking about people getting along. That gun rights rally. I mean, that had every. <laughs> we're talking let's movies. Just, we go. Let's, just, let's, let's go just, to Virginia. <laughs> let's just. We had every race, every yes, age group, did. 
every creed, every sexual orientation, every religion represented by law-abiding, gun-owning Americans. Not even one arrest. That says it all, doesn't it? Right. And so don't compare people like that to the criminals that were doing all that crazy junk in Charlotte. Okay? That's right. Don't eat, There's not even like, just. did you see that? I mean, did you see that? Did I see Charlotte? No. Did you see the thing in Virginia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. Hell, I had two live reports that day Christians from Virginia. Christians out there, some Jews out there. Everybody's out there. That? Everybody every needs religion, a gun for self-defense. Every religion, every race, every creed, every age group you could imagine, nothing happened. That's right. Everybody just got along. Why? Because they're law-abiding citizens. That's right. Thank you. Okay, that's all I got. Is that guy? Is that guy? Virginia still the governor? Yeah, he is. He is still the governor. A governor. I was. I'm really surprised he didn't get up and give a speech in blackface. I just. just What a punk! Yeah, well, he is. He is. Going to have to keep our eyes open about what they do there. I mean, seriously, they're they're going to do something. I mean, I was disgusted with the dude before this, yeah. right? But hey, well, yeah. I was disgusted with. Why him. are you snaking my newspaper? Uh, man? I'm, I'm looking to see what it has to say. I brought you a newspaper because you know y'all don't have a newspaper. I got to support my newspaper. You know what I got? I've got, I've got an iPad now. <laughs> That's what I got. Hey, I like the digital download from the Democrat Gazette. Pops the, into your iPad at 4 a.m. every day, right? Yes. Yes, I like that. That's yep. great. That's great. I love it. I'm I'm glad they're doing that. I think uh, at the end of this month, 63 of the 75 counties in Arkansas, Monday through Saturday, you get the digital download of the Democrat Gazette into your iPad. You get the print edition on Sunday. I think the 12 counties up in the northwest Arkansas area is still going to get a printed newspaper for at least a while. Okay. Well, so, bottom line, I get it. I love it. On the, on the iPad. I love it. I yeah, love it. I like it. It's easy to read. Oh yeah, uh, it's got some extra stuff for you. Subscribe. I've got my uh, my uh, man up front. Uh, Chuck is getting it set up so that it, we can print off the printer, so that I can print stories that I need things it's of that great. nature. So I'm, ex- I'm excited about Get it. Get it. I really like it. I really, I really do. So really, really excited about it. You want to talk good. about what you talk about? What's happening this week at the movies? Yeah, talk let's about talk. It? Okay. I I'm excited, of course, about uh, the gentleman Guy Ritchie. I like Guy Ritchie. He I, has had some real dogs though. I'll tell you what. Here, the last few that he did. I mean, that one he did about King Arthur was the most god-awful movie. I don't know if he was just, if Madonna snuck in some drugs into his drink or what, but he, he was all over the place in that movie. Not that good. But this one looks really, really good. This week at Riverdale 10, Riverdale10.com. Now, you can catch The Gentleman, which is rated R. It got an A7 today from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Mm-hmm. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Hugh Grant. Got a great cast. Colin Farrell, Henry Golding, Eddie Marsden, Guy Ritchie directs. Guy Ritchie's new action comedy, The Gentleman, returns the 51-year-old writer-director to the stylized London gangster there he goes, where he first made his name two decades ago. Two smoking barrels, baby. Stock and two smoking barrels. Only this time, he brings the slickness and swagger he accumulated during his hit-and-miss Hollywood career. Mm-hmm. The Gentleman is at Riverdale 10. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Now, we have an exclusive this week at Riverdale 10, A Hidden Life. A Hidden Life is PG-13. It's directed by Terrence Mellick, and it has made everyone's top 10 lists. A Hidden Life. 
It's top of the fold today. Page one, Democrat okay. Gazette's movie style section, got an 87 rave review for A Hidden Life. Okay, this is kind of an independent made movie then. This film has made everyone's top 10 lists. For 2020? Yes. Okay. Exclusively at Riverdale 10, Riverdale10.com. Be sure you check it out. Get your advance tickets right there. We are still showing Bad Boys for Life. Good movie. 1917. Fantastic movie. Oscar nominated. Little Women. Fantastic also nominated movie. for Oscars. Yes. Doolittle. <coughs> Excuse me. Knives Out. I'm going yeah, to see that this weekend, too, because I hadn't seen it yet. Just Mercy. Star Wars. And Jumanji, the next level. That's Riverdale10.com. So go check out the website. Download the free theater group mobile app. Like our Facebook page and follow events. And, of course, sign up for the email newsletter. When you stop by the theater, pick up the new rewards card. You sign up. It's free. You get a point for every dollar you spend at the cinema. And you can redeem that for free movie tickets, free concessions, movie posters, key rings. Got a lot of swag for you. Still got free popcorn on Wednesdays with the theater group 2020 free popcorn bucket. 200 ounces of popcorn refills only $4.50 Thursday through Tuesday. And we've got the 2020 Dave Ellswick Classic Movie line up. Yeah, Godfather up next in February, second Tuesday of the month. Got to see The Godfather. I know you've seen it at home. I know you got the DVD. But sitting down in the theater on a big screen, The Godfather is just fun to watch. It's a great movie. Riverdale10.com. The advanced tickets are already on sale for all of the Dave Ellswick classic well. movies. Brought to you by The Answer 101.5 FM and Salem Media, home of Rush Limbaugh. I said it first today. <laughs> so let me tell you what. who else is coming. Uh-oh. Did I tell you the changes that were being made? We you got told more, me all the good stuff. I got more hey, changes. I'm an insider, man. That's right. Well, that's I heard true. before anybody else. Coming on up, there. starting on February 3rd, I'm moving to mornings. Me too. And you're going to it as well. You'll be on with me on Fridays at uh, 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock or 8 to 9, whichever you choose. I'll be drinking my coffee. <laughs> I'll be right up in here. And then... Uh, Drive you, time, baby! You got Gallagher, then you have Rush, and then you'll have Hannity. There you go. A lot of people have been asking for Hannity to come back. He's back. We got you your morning show you want. We got Hannity in the afternoon after Rush. You can set your uh, dial at 1011. FM, the answer for early in the morning, all the way through late when you're driving home. Man, I don't know what else you want. You got Dave Ellsworth, you got me, you got Rush, you got Hannity. What else can you want on your radio yeah, dial? Not Come much on, else man. You could ask for. Come on. A, now let's talk about these classics, brother. Go ahead. Okay. Second Tuesday of every month, showtime is 7 o'clock. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Dave Ellswick, the answer, 101.5. 101.1 FM classic movie series. Tickets are 10 bucks. Riverdale10.com. The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, February the 11th. Looking forward to doing it. Casablanca. Yeah. Tuesday, March the 10th. Those are three movies I show every year because they're so perfect. Titanic. Tuesday, April the 14th. Which goes to show, don't let any ladies, don't let any guy. Do pictures of you naked because they'll lock them up. Now they put them on the Internet. Back then, they locked them up in safes. They opened the safe 
How many years later? And there you are, all in your nakedness. Just saying. You know, the Titanic sank in April, so hey, we're bringing it back. <laughs> June 9th, we have Jaws. Mm-hmm. Gonna need a the bigger first, boat. First big block summer blockbuster ever. July 14th, Wizard of Oz. Yep. August 11th, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with the man himself, Sean Connery. Yep. September 8th, Saturday Night Fever. October 13th, Friday the 13th. On October the 13th, this is the original from 1980. Your man Kevin Bacon's in it. Yep. October 13th, we bring you Friday the 13th. (laughs) November 10th, Christmas Vacation. December 8th, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. That's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Bitch, have a chase. From Warner Brothers, November the 10th. It's a Wonderful Life, December the 8th. Now, haven't got it confirmed yet, but what I'd like to play on Tuesday, May the 12th, is E.T., uh-oh. The extraterrestrial from 1982. Phone home. Trying to get that one in for me. Don't have the confirmation for that one yet. But all these other films, The Godfather, Casablanca, Titanic, Jaws, The Wizard of Oz, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Saturday Night Fever, Friday the 13th, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and It's a Wonderful Life, the 2020 classic lineup, second Tuesday of every month saturday night fever see john travolta when he was really a big star there you go 7 p.m second tuesday of every month tickets 10 bucks on sale now at riverdale10.com now next week we will have the rhythm section next week we will have that looks like a good movie gretel and hansel those tickets are already on sale riverdale10.com I'm, I'm not sure about that movie let me tell you something you're sure about okay february 7th birds of prey yeah definitely be out to see that February 14th, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm, yeah, I'm hearing good things about it. February the 14th, Fantasy Island. Yeah, that should be fairly fun. February 14th, Photograph. Mm-hmm. February 21st, Call of the Wild. There you go. I'll be there for that one. Riverdale10.com. That's what's coming up in February. I bet you, I eat, look two, I bet you I eat two big buckets of popcorn during Call of the Wild. Looks Birds of Prey is going to be good. You better look out. Birds of Prey. Hmm? Birds of Prey is going to be good now. She's a great Warner actress, Brothers. It's going to be a great film. Riverdale10.com. So, go to the website, sign up for the email newsletter, like and follow the Facebook page, download the free Theater Group mobile app, and of course, sign up for rewards, get those points. Do it all right there at the website. Now, that's what's at Riverdale10 this weekend. The gentleman, A Hidden Life, exclusively at Riverdale10, 1917, Academy Award nominated, Academy Award nominated Little Women, Doolittle, Knives Out, Just Mercy, Academy Award nominated Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji The Next Level, and of course, Bad Boys for Life. Riverdale10.com, that's what's playing this weekend. Now, if you want to head up north to Dave Ellswick's favorite movie theater. I was there last night. Every Thursday night, you can count on Dave to be here. Yep, I'll be there. Cabot 8 VIP Cinema, new this weekend, The Turning, rated PG-13, from Universal Pictures. I'll tell you what I think about that movie in a moment. We're also playing Doolittle. Still holding Bad Boys for Life. Academy Award nominated 1917. Frozen 2. Spies in Disguise. Jumanji the Next Level. And Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. CabotVIPCinema.com. Again, like and follow the Facebook page. Sign up for the email newsletter. Download the free Theater Group mobile app. Pick up the Theater Group free 
popcorn bucket on sale now. And, of course, you need to sign up for rewards right there. Your rewards points transfer to all five Arkansas locations. The free popcorn bucket can be used at all five Arkansas locations. If you get a gift card, good at all five Arkansas locations. CabotVIPCinema.com. Now, you know in Cabot, Cersei, Hot Springs, and Little Rock, we feature luxury leather electric power recliners with tables and reserved seating. We have a full food menu at all five Arkansas locations, including pizza, chicken tenders, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, French fries, onion rings, six cheese, cheese sticks, Bavarian pretzels, State Fair corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, Eisenberg bratwurst sausages, of course, popcorn, candy, chocolate key lime, chocolate peanut butter pie, and key lime pie, ice cream, frozen Coke slushy. It's all right there. Check out the menu. Just go to the website and click Menu Tasty Treats. The exact same menu at all five Arkansas locations. Okay. Now, you can join our private club in Cabot for free. The only movie cinema in the state of Arkansas that is a private club. Be sure to stop by and join, become a private club member. I'm a member. Dave's a member. It's free. Just show your ID, sign up, become a member. If you're down in the great, wonderful city of Hot Springs, hotspringsvip.com. That's hotspringsvip.com, and it's all new. Eight screens now with stadium seating and luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. At Riverdale 10, we have over 40 different beers and eight different wines. At Hot Springs, we have 25 different beers and eight different wines. Same wonderful food menu at all five locations. This weekend at Hot Springs, The Turning, rated PG-13, Bad Boys for Life, Doolittle, 1917, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji The Next Level, Frozen 2, Underwater, and Like a Boss. HotSpringsVIP.com, brand new parking lot, all new building, new lighting. Check that digital sign out on top of the box office. New restrooms, new lobby, all new seats. Everything in the cinema is new, totally remodeled. The cinema in 2019. HotSpringsVIPCinema.com. We offer the largest screen in Garland County. There Be you sure go. to check it out. HotSpringsVIP.com. Go check that out for sure. Now, if you're further north on 67167, way up there in White County, you can check us out at CerseCinema.com. That is CerseCinema.com. Advanced tickets always on sale right there. New to Cersei, luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Full food menu right there in Cersei. Sign up for rewards. Get the Theater Group free popcorn bucket. Download the Theater Group Inc. mobile app. Okay. Be sure to like and follow the Facebook page and sign up for the email newsletter. CerseiCinema.com. Jumanji the next level. Little Women. Bad Boys for Life. Frozen 2. 1917. Doolittle. Yeah, such a good movie. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and of course, new this week, The Turning. Visa and MasterCard accepted. Tickets and gift cards available online at the website. There's a ticketing kiosk in the lobby at every cinema for your convenience. Offer a full food menu. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Matt's with us until 3.30. Don't forget, at 3.35, we've got the president's speech today to the March for Life in Washington, D.C. The first president ever to speak live to them. 
So he uh, uh, will play that back for you. From Robert Steinbach coming up at 4 o'clock. By the way, uh, you like the American flag? What's that? You like the American flag? Do I like the American flag? Yeah. yeah What's not to like? That adds to that, doesn't it? What's not to like? That's I'm good. Not, I like what's that. What's not to like? Yeah, we're going to put uh, this. We got some signs. Not a hater. Got some sign- I know you're not. I'm uh, still waiting on those people that were going to move to Canada when Trump got elected. That to ain't happening. You know it ain't happening. Well, they were going to leave, and I here wish we are. that would. Here we're almost four years gonna, later. They're, they're still leaving. here. They're going to stick around. So you know, what? So what? Go ahead. You you had something you wanted to say? Well, I just you know you were going to talk about the president speaking today. Yeah, and the fact that that hadn't happened in 42 years. And first president yeah. ever to show up for the March for Life. Now, just kind of weird. That to me says a lot. I mean, I, I can't believe that, really, that nobody's ever done that before. Nope. No president has. Last year was the first time vice president did. And, of course, Vice President Pence went and spoke to him. So it's, it's just kind of crazy. You know, everybody's like. You got man. no backbone, man? Stand up for your beliefs. Absolutely. They don't have any backbone. You know? Of course, there's some Democrat presidents that would go speak to the Moms March and probably put on one of those special hats or whatever while they gave the speech. Man. Tell you what. Have you have you watched? I gotta ask. Oh, have you watched man. any television dealing with the impeachment? No, <laughs> I'm not watching that charade. Of, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, okay. I mean, I really. I mean, okay. <clears throat> First of all, He's un- speechless. <laughs> no, never before in the history of the country has this happened. Okay. No, not no, like no, this. No, no. I'm not talking about the dummies up there trying to impeach somebody. No. What I'm talking about is. Never before in history has this happened. We have unemployment for all intents and purposes to be zero. Okay. That's right. Wages are at an all-time high. Yep. African-American unemployment is at an all-time low. Hispanic unemployment, all-time low. Asian unemployment, all-time low. All unemployment. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody's got a job if they want a job. Right. So pretty much unemployment does not exist. Mm Mm-hmm. Wages are at all time high, mm-hmm. and on top of that, interest rates are low. Historically low. This has never happened. Those three things have never happened at the same time before. Mm-hmm. Okay, I really don't care uh, about Ukraine. That is not my headache. That's not my problem. I, re- I, re- I really don't care. It, it has nothing. It, it, it's kind of like the Monica Lewinsky thing, right? I don't care if the dude was going out with the intern. Really don't care. It's got nothing to do with what's with what's going on with me, right? And what I don't like is these dummies who get out here and, like, they vote based on emotion or they're, like, one-issue voters. I almost want to just slap them and take away their right to vote. I mean, you know, you're not voting for, you know, your high school guidance counselor. You're not voting for the preacher uh, at, at your church, man. You're not voting for your kid's kindergarten teacher, okay? You're not You're not making a judgment on things like that. You're trying to get somebody to correctly run the country. Yeah. yeah, that's their job. This yeah. other stuff is not their job, man. So, so let me name some other things. So you know that Trump has done. Okay, right. go ahead. We got, a, we got a new trade agreement with Japan. We got a new trade agreement with China. We got a new trade agreement. We got rid of NAFTA. We got a new one with that called the USMCA. We got a new trade agreement with France, and uh, we got a new trade agreement with South Korea, and it's bringing. A gazillion dollars into the United States. Hey, they're also negotiating new one with the European Union and yep. with the UK. That's right. 
Also, South Korea is having to pick up the tab for the troops sitting over there. Yep. A lot of good stuff happening with Jeru- this president. J- Jerusalem's finally recognized, you know, in Israel. Everybody's been promising to do it since Jerusalem Bethlehem started. Bethlehem is the not a capital. You know, what's the deal? Yeah. I'm, what's not to love? Uh, there's a lot, evidently, for the left not to love. I don't get it. I, well, I don't get it either. I mean, I see way more to like than not to like. Right. Right. You know, do I like some of the tweets he said? No. But do I like the way the country's humming along right now? Yes. Do I like that he's a pro-life president? Yes. I mean, I I don't like his mouth. I mean, if I was sitting around at the bar and he said some of that stuff, I'd hit him in the nose. (laughs) That's the truth. No, I don't like his mouth. He's too mouthy. He's too mouthy. If he said it to you and said some of the things that he said, you punch him in the yes, mouth. Yes, he said that in front of me, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I don't like his mouth. I don't like the mouth on the guy, right? I don't, okay? But I'm not voting to have somebody to hang out at the barbecue at my house. No. I don't plan on going to lunch with the president. I mean, you know, he's not going to go to the Miranda Lambert concert with me. So, I mean, you know, that's not what I'm voting By for. By the way, she's really small. Yeah, yeah. She, you had a picture of her. She yes. is tiny. Yes. How tall yes. is she, five foot? Mm, yeah yeah maybe five one wow yeah. well no now wait now in that picture of me and her from last night she's got on heels too man <laughs> really <laughs> yes she's wearing heels man whoa yeah yes well, pretty tall heels. three and three and yeah, yeah pretty tall heels good too great have you seen the picture that was a good show man well she's very talented that was a good show was a she's good show. really talented that was a good show last night yeah they had uh those boys at land from landco opened and now they came through here with uh luke combs of you know i don't know six eight months ago and then they came through here about a year ago with Brad Paisley, and they have kind of a so so they they've been on those three tours now. They've been on the Luke Combs tour, the Brad Paisley tour. Now they're on the Miranda Lambert. And they're tour. really a lot better now with her, aren't they? Lanco's just good. They they were the opener. They they've got kind of a southern rock tinge to what they're doing. I really like that. And then uh, Cody Johnson was a special guest. Um, very hospitable, very hospitable guy. So uh, what, real nice. Guy. Are they like? Pure Prairie League or something? No, I mean they're they're. I mean it's country. I mean it's it's. But you know, well, so it's Pure con- Prairie League. All country now though is 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 Pop. poppy. Yeah, and then she had a good show, but kind of a busy night last night because a couple of rock bands, uh, Adelita's Way was was playing at the Rev Room last night. So mm-hmm. I went to the arena, um, and and you know just went backstage and saw Lanco and Cody Johnson and Miranda Lambert and that whole deal, and I saw Lanco and um cody johnson play and i saw part of miranda show then i had to leave and go over to the rev room uh to see adelita's way so mm. those guys were in town last night they were playing there and cool yeah so i mean that was that, that's kind of a uh new rock modern rock band you know and like you and i talked about before you know we need a i'd like to see a bigger venue in town for stuff like that you know but uh yeah it was good night last night good night for uh good night for live music oh, yeah, good. You know, little rock last night you don't really get to see a lot of live music anymore I mean, you, you know, just the big bands. That seems to be the only they don't they don't use Robinson enough. Yeah, Robinson's it, it's, perfect for a smaller no. venue. Robinson is great for um, they plays. got the right acoustics now. Yeah, Robinson's great for plays. Uh, it is great for uh, some stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there for for a lot of stuff. Um, Wicked, you know, Wicked's been there. May may still be there. I think um, it is still there. It's playing yeah. like for crazy. Right yeah, we now. did the Nutcracker there. You know, we did that back at, during the holidays. And I've seen several stand-up comics there, you know, from Mike Epps through um, a lot of comics since they've remodeled. And 
Uh, Bobby Bones is there. Who is a Hispanic guy? Kind of a you know heavy set guy. He's, Fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's been there a few times. And, you know, they have a lot of stuff for kids, too, like uh, Sesame Street Dance Party and mm-hmm. things like that, which is cool. But it's not a venue, really, for um, a hard rock band. It's not really a venue for, um, like, a dirty country band. It's not really a venue for that. It's nice in there. The acoustics are great. They got, you know, they've reworked the seating and everything. So what and you're it's saying, cool. it's too nice for a really good, like, a speed metal band. Well, I, I just, I just... <laughs> I mean, you know, you you need you need a bigger stage and you need standing room, yeah, you know, as opposed right. to the seating. So there there and and I've been talking about this for years. There needs to be a venue that holds two three thousand. Mm-hmm. In the Little Rock market, it's just not here. You know. Okay, so I got to ask a question. What yeah. do you? What are you expecting now? Mm-hmm. The corn is back together. They're mm-hmm. out on tour. Mm-hmm. You think they're going? I'm trying to think who's the guy who left and then he came back now. Uh, and and he's a big part of this. Jonathan, band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah. So I think that they're going to put on one heck of a show. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, be a good crunchy metal show. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and I like they need a, to come back. I like a know? real heavy metal. Yeah. show. I hope it brings a crowd. I hope they get a crowd out there. I, I, um, you know, maybe. I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, I'd I'd be anxious to see. You know, I'm anxious to see what the what the um, the crowd is going to be. I'm anxious to see if they can, you know, get in 15,000 maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's a good lineup coming to Alltel this year. I mean, for, for families, they got the Harlem Globetrotters. You mean Simmons. Simmons Bank Arena, yes. <laughs> they, have, uh, they have Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, they have... Um, They're always fun. Yes. They have the Monster Trucks. Yeah. They have uh, Baby Shark. Oh, is the Baby Shark Baby coming? Shark. When is Baby that going to be? April 19th, I believe. I gotta take my three year old yes. grandson. And they have uh Disney on Ice. Okay. So those four are coming to uh Simmons Bank Arena slash Altel Arena slash Verizon Arena, the only arena in the state, that one in North Rock yeah. by the river. Gotcha. Okay. Off Broadway. Whatever they're calling it this year. Yeah, Simmons Arena. Yeah, okay. And then I think uh that's the next ten years if I'm not Garden sure. Brothers Circus is coming to Barton Coliseum. Okay. Uh, so that's that's the only circus that travels around now since Ringling Brothers shut down. <laughs> That breaks so, my heart. It's awesome. They're at Barton Coliseum. They'll be there uh, the second weekend in February. So that's another cool family event. But then back to uh, Simmons Bank Arena there. Um, they've got Elton John this year. Mm-hmm. They've got Corn. That's still coming yeah. up. Uh, the Doobie Brothers are coming. With Michael McDonald. Yep. He, they're coming. Uh, Luke Bryan is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bradley Gilbert. I'm trying to remember. I, that that maybe oh share share is out there this year i think that's all that's been announced i went to a concert of hers i don't know six years ago it was yeah. her final tour <laughs> hasn't been so much she's still out there <laughs> yes, so she is I'm tr- i think that i think that's everything that's been announced so far it's kind of surprising a couple of years ago uh-huh. we had a lot of the big classic bands going uh-huh. back on tour. i mean mm-hmm. we had i'm trying to think uh was it uh, Motley Crue was out? Mm-hmm. We also had they're out this summer. The guys, the guys that were um, just uh, put into the Hall of Fame. Uh, poor little sugar on me. Def Leppard. Def Leppard. They're on tour this summer. Are they back out again? But mm-hmm. they're not coming through Little Rock because they just came through Little Rock. A few no, no, it's ago. just no. They uh, there is um, the the twenty twenty stadium tour. 
Okay. And the uh, Tyler Brent and the Shakedown, followed by uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, followed by... Who was here last year with Hart. Followed by Poison. Okay. Followed by Def Leppard, and the headliner is Motley Crue. Wow. Yeah, that's the 2020 Stadium Tour. And is it coming here, or, or they Where they going to play? It? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, so... They uh, start Anytime July. Anytime Jones playing, I try to get out and see them. They start July fourth. Yeah. Uh, they run through uh, Labor Day, and they are playing stadiums only, and it is sold out. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Why do you think? I mean, look, we had uh, well the guys from out in California come in. You know, the welcome to my jungle and all that stuff. Welcome Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses came mm-hmm. out and did the big stadium here, mm-hmm. nobody else has. I'm, right. I'm kind of surprised. Is is there a reason for that that you think? Yeah. What is it? Didn't sell out. Oh, it, has, it needed to sell out for somebody else to want to come in. Well, I mean, you're Guns N' Roses, and so, you know, every night on a slow night, you play to 100,000 people mm-hmm. on a slow night. Until like, you get here. Like if 100,000 people are there, you're standing around thinking, man, it's kind of, kind of slow tonight. There's only 100,000 people here. And, you know, we can play... To 100,000 people here tonight, and the next night, and the next night, and the next night, then stop and the next and night, get, if we want to. And then stop in Little Rock and get 35,000. Uh, actually, it was 26. No, was it? Okay. Thousand, yeah. Wow, that is yeah. really a lot smaller than what the other right. venues were doing. And so, you know, when you uh, you don't, you know, turn up, spend your money, you know, you, you don't, you know, you... Because for, for groups now, mm-hmm. it's not record sales that they make their money on. They make their money on touring now. Mm-hmm. That's If they're not making bucks there, they're not making bucks. It's that simple. Right, right. So, you know. That's you, why Joan's still out touring. Well, you, you, you don't show up and buy tickets, so you don't get anything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like that joke, that hard, rabid, terrible joke uh, that they used to have here called Riverfest which was, you know, the worst-run festival in America. Absolutely horrible. The most worst-run festival ever. And they would have, you know, a million dollars to spend and, you know, bring in some 25-cent bands. It's just absolutely atrocious. And, uh, I mean, people working the thing did not know what they were doing. People running the thing did not know what they were doing. I mean, I've been to some festivals, my brother. That was the crappiest one, right? Well, two hours down the road, there's a pretty good one right there on Mud Island. Just yeah, I mean, just and Memphis just, in May is pretty doggone good. Yeah, yeah, it, it has it has its it it. it Although it's been falling off, I can say recently. it was run better than Riverfest. Okay. I wouldn't put it up there with you know the Carolina Rebellion or the M3 Festival or Rock on the Range or mm-hmm. uh, Rockahoma or Sturgis or the South Texas Rock Festival or Coachella or Bonnaroo. I can keep going. I wouldn't put anything up with Sturgis, but to be but I would say that Memphis in May is better than Riverfest. That's not saying a lot. So. I don't know why in the world you couldn't use War Memorial Stadium for an event like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why that couldn't be done. But hey, you know, we're just pro- we're just talking here. The problems at River conversation Fest, amongst friends. The problems at Riverfest were parking. You know, parking, parking, parking. Restrooms. Those are problems at Riverfest. Yeah. You know, um, but if you if you got beyond that, just just a lot of dumb things. You know, run by people that weren't professionals. You know, just 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 yeah, atrocious man. Got to get a break in right now. Final break for this hour. Matt Smith is here. He is the 
Oh, what can I crown him with? I'll come up with something. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, we're back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, January is the kind of a month where what you're going to get is you're going you're going to get yourself a lot of the uh, Academy Award material. Yes, sir. Get it up there. Well, now though they had to come in at the end of last year so that they could get into the Academy Awards this year. I mean, that's why 1917 opened up when it did last year. That's right. And it got quite a few Academy Award nominations. You know, it's going to be the year of 1917 and the Joker, I believe. Yeah. Do you think uh, Joaquin Phoenix walks away with the Oscar? Yeah. Okay. I mean... Does the Joker walk away with best movie or does 1917? I don't know. know. 1917 is strong. Those are two strong films. Like I said, my favorite film from last year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. The Joker. Which is kind of surprising because it's a great movie, but it pales into the next two you're going to say, The Joker in 1917. Oh, oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is better than The Joker. The Joker is so good due to his performance. Well, that's true. Nothing else in the Joker is as cutting edge as that. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, no. My favorite is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My second favorite is Ford versus Ferrari. My third favorite is the Joker. Now, having said that, I have not had the opportunity to sit down and watch 1917 beginning to end uninterrupted. Okay? Unbelievable. But... That's probably number four for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've just only yeah, been able to catch bits and pieces, right? Right. But no, it is hard just being in the movies the way that I'm into the movies. Just the total blessing and love that you get watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's and, a fun movie. And how he pays such a tribute to, the to Hollywood. You know, to the movies, to the movie business, to making films, to the studios. So being in the business. To it's the hard. end of the summer of love. It's hard for me not to love that film. Just kind of like, you know, that documentary I told you to watch. You know, um, Hollywood plays itself. Los Angeles plays itself. That mm-hmm. documentary I told you to watch that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's hard not to love that. You know, being being in that business and just doing entertainment and doing what I do. So, that may make me more biased and have more of uh, an affection for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, right. so that's probably carrying a lot of weight with me to make me to make me love that. Right? Okay. You know, but but I understand. I, having not seen 1917, I've got to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ford versus Ferrari, and The Joker. All right. Last year, my three were Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Stars Born. So. Those are my three. Then they all did very well at the awards ceremony. Oh, yeah. They were just great films, you know. And, and I think, really, that's probably why um, Rocket Man just broke my heart. Well, it got lost. And it, it, wasn't, wasn't, it, and it wasn't put together as well as no, Bohemian Rhapsody you know, I was. Saw, I saw Stars Born, and then a month later, Bohemian Rhapsody. And, man, they were so good. Green Book 2, which dealt with music, was just a tremendous film. That was like October, November, December. Of 18. And then I guess it was May of 19. Rocket Man comes out. I'm pumped, man. I want to see it. 
You know, Elton John, man, Elton John story. I hated the movie. I hated the thing. I hated you know it, why? Because all they did it. is make a movie about why they write this song, why they write it. that song. I hated it. It was, you know, it was about him and Bernie Taupin. I got That's him all left. it was about. I got him left. Did you really walk out on it? I didn't watch the whole thing. Wow. I didn't make it halfway through. Unbelievable. I watched movies for free. I couldn't sit through the thing. It, yeah. it, it disappointed me that much. Wow. Dude, you're telling Elton John's story and you can't. You got no drama in you this. You can't be excited. I'm not even. I'm not even pinned to the. I'm not even. I mean, I love music, and I just couldn't. I left halfway through. I got him left. It had no suspense to it. It had no. It did not grab me. It didn't tell you anything you didn't already know. Man, no, you. I mean, see, you, they told you things oh, you didn't already know about Freddie Mercury. But you're rooting for the guy. Yes. I couldn't even root for Elton John. I love the dude in the movie because the movie disappointed me so much. Well. Yeah, and they portrayed him as being a real, ooh, not real good. Yeah, that's true. They kind of beat the man up. They did. Yeah, they really did. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more. I want to talk about 2020 because that's the year we're in now. We'll be back with more here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show, the home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. Dave Ellswick Show. We, of course, on 101.1 FM, The Answer, home of Rush Limbaugh, soon to be Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, and soon to be the morning show of The Dave Ellswick Show from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And one more. And don't forget Mike Gallagher from 9 until 11. It's a great lineup. But the morning show that you're going to start, what day is it now? The 3rd of February, first uh, Monday in February. We're coming on after the Super Bowl. We'll start on uh, a, mo- a week from uh, Monday. February 3rd. What time do you start in the morning? 6 a.m. And you're going to run until? 9 a.m. And it's going to be live and local. Yep. It will live be all of that for sure. local. I mean, my show is always local. Live and local. So you'll get a lot of the same people that you've gotten in my afternoon show. Fewer amounts of minutes. For many of them, but still, because we're going to cover, when you tune in this show on the 3rd, all of the stories that you should be, you should know about, you're going to find out about during that time that I'm on the air. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. That's right. Start Monday, February the 3rd. News, weather, the whole traffic, Day after the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Super Bowl, who do you want to win? Kansas City. Okay, so we don't have to fight now. (laughs) 
I'm a, I'm a Come Kansas on, City fan, man. How can you not want the Hunt family and all? You know, I mean, yeah. they got to win that thing. Yeah, Come they, on. They they've gotta, been, they they've been in to. it they for a long, to. long time. Fifty years, man. They need and, to. And who doesn't KC, like? Who doesn't like Andy Reid? KC man. KC. He's, he's such a great coach. He I'm not. Really I'm not even coach. a football guy, and I like Kansas City, yeah. man. I've been to games in Kansas City. I, I, I like the baseball stadium. Been there. to Arrowhead, I like, I like, huh? Yeah, man. I like the football stadium there. I just like Kansas City in general. I got to get up there and see a baseball game. I have not been up there to see a ball game, uh, and I need to go because I've heard great things about their ball. It's a lot park. of fun. Their Hall of Fame is cool. Yeah, I mean their baseball their baseball stadium's great. Now, when you go through the door into the Hall of Fame, do they have pine tar on either side of the door? Man, I tell you what, it's <laughs> come on, George Brett. What do you say? It's cool, man. <laughs> it, I, I, I don't know. I like the town. You know, they've got that. Um, they they they've got that. I don't barbecue's good there. Oh yeah, they got some good nightlife down there in this now, area of town. They call the bottoms. Kansas City is more known for their wet barbecue. Yes, Memphis for their dry barbecue. Yes, it's two yes. different kinds of barbecue, yes. folks. Yes, that's true. I'll be uh, I'll be eating barbecue when I go to Kansas City because I'm more of a wet guy than a dry guy. Okay, okay. What are you? You like wet? Or no, dry? I, both. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you can't. I mean, be picky. I always when I go over to can't AAA, throw that gauntlet on that. I go to the AAA, you know, cards. Okay, go see them. Go see okay. when the Cubs come in. Okay, and watch the games. And one night, I'll go to the rendezvous. I love right. the rendezvous. Okay, Memphis. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. What's well, not to love about Memphis, man? I mean, you got the Stacks Museum over there. I love going to that. Love stacks, man. I have missed that the last two times. No, I'm going to go you got see to it. Go, yeah, man. I got to because that's look. There you was, have not been to Stacks Museum. No, there's two oh, kinds of man. music. Come on. I talk to people and people look at me like I'm crazy. No, Stacks is great. I, I was huge, huge Motown and Stacks guy. What? You know, I love Come Motown on. and Stacks music, both of them. One out of Detroit, the other out of Memphis. Barry two Gordy, different man. sounds. Very good. It, Barry two Gordy. Different, two different sounds, though. But but Barry Gordy had this deal, man, where like you got to hook them in like the first eight to ten bars. Oh, yeah. And I don't care what it is. When a Motown song comes on, across the globe, people in India, people in China. They know it's Motown. <laughs> dude, people in Saudi Arabia, immediately. People know those songs, man. It's unreal. And then I grew up being... From right outside of Chicago. I grew up with Cadillac Records. Oh, man. That's you know, a, that's shock, a great one. You know, Shaka Khan and yeah, all of that. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Stacks, though. You got to go to the Stacks Shy Museum. The Lights and all the rest you of gotta them. You got to go to the Stax Museum. And and I'm guessing you've been to Sun Studios. Yes, I have. Have you been to the Rock and Soul Museum? Have you done that? I haven't done that. That is in the, that is in the FedEx, right there in the FedEx Forum okay. building right there. You got to yeah, check that by, out. I've been by that. You got to go into that. You got to check that out. And then what about the Gibson Guitar Factory? Have you been in there? Yes. That's so cool. Got to see that. So, I mean, people think Elvis. I mean, without those guitars, there's no rock and roll. Gibson, man. Gibson. I mean, seriously. It's Gibson, man. It's Gibson. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to knock Fender Stratocaster. I mean, that's kind of a, no, it's Gibson. It's got to be Gibson. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, everybody talks Elvis and Graceland, and that's cool. Yeah, I've been there several <laughs> yes, times. Yes, that's cool. And I like what they've added and how they've, you know, put all these new attractions in across the street. Now, mm-hmm. that's great. But Stacks records museum yep sun studios gives guitar factory the rock and soul museum those are all must sees in memphis and beale street yeah and they've got that they've got that <laughs> memphis music museum yeah. on beale street now it's right there by the hard rock cafe and it's 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 gotten better you they know, need to they need the, to add you know, some more you displays know the to that place one. i eat when i go there oh go ahead 
BB Kings. Oh yeah, that's good. That's Always, because I'm going to tell you what, BB's not around anymore, yeah. but the music that plays there is awesome. It's a good spot. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Spot. It's awesome. Really. Now I tell you what I like. I like 117 Prime. That steakhouse. It is good. 117 Prime. Yes, yes. Where yes. is it at? It, it is. It is right downtown, right in this area that you're talking about. Now, don't get me wrong. Okay. Sonny Williams is hands down my spot. Okay. Sonny Williams. I love me some Sonny Williams. Okay. Yeah. I like but Bones Steakhouse. Bones yeah. Chop House is good. I and, like and, it. And, and, and that's my favorite place to eat in, in Hot Springs. Okay. I go to Bones Chop House well, in Hot Springs. I got one here now in Little Rock. Right, but why would you go there when there's a Sonny Williams here? Okay. Yeah, because okay. I like Bones. Bones is great in Hot Springs. When I'm in Hot Springs, I eat at Bones <laughs> Chop House. And I like DeLuca's Pizza. Okay. They're in Hot Springs. Yeah, I mean, I love Bones Chop House in Hot Springs. When I'm in Hot Springs, I eat at Bones Chop House. That's where I go. All right. But now you eat at Sonny Williams in Little Rock, and then when you head north, when you pull out of Sonny Williams, you head north, there's not a good place to eat until you get to Batesville, and you go to Josie's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, right. you talk about some seriously good steaks, man. I, I was blown away by how good the steaks are at Josie's, but there's only one Sonny Williams, Okay. Sonny Williams in Little Rock. That's the spot. But, yeah, I go to Bones and Hot Springs. I like it. That's my that's my steak spot there. But in Memphis, you got to go to Prime. Prime is tops, man. Prime is tops. All right, well, and that, when I'm in, that's where I go when I'm in Memphis. I go to Prime. 117 Prime. Yes, All that right. is the I one. I will have a steak the next time I go there. That's the one. And, that, and that's How's where I go. How's your Prime rib? Uh, I'm, what, I'm, what kind of steak do you I like, man, I like filet. No, you know, okay. I, like the, I like the bone in. You know, I love the bone in. Yeah, my dog likes me to yes. have the bone in. Bone in is good. I love that. I always bring it home. Love to that. Him. Love that. Yes, absolutely. Scallops. Got to do the scallops. Okay. I like steak stuffed mushrooms. Those are good. Steak stuffed mushrooms. Those are good, man. I love those. Okay. I, at Sonny Williams, I love. I'm the, going. I love the tobacco onions at Sonny Williams. I'm I mean, going. you really can't go wrong with the menu at Sonny Williams. Okay. You know, if you're going to have a drink, Macklin 18, you got to have that Mac 18. Okay. You know, most places don't have that Mac 25, but 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 that Macklin 18, you can get that. That's what you got to have. You 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 you'll never you'll throw rocks at all other adult beverages after that. I know you like Sonny Williams. I like Fletcher's place. Once you have I like Fletcher's once place. you have that Macklin, <laughs> you'll throw rocks at all other adult I love beverages. No, oh, okay, what is it? Macklin. Macklin uh single malt scotch, oh, double scotch, cast. Okay. Double cast. Here's what I barrels. think of scotch. Scotch is like is like chugging straight jet fuel. Okay, <laughs> but not. Hey, 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 hey. I like me some black. Okay, Johnny Walker. Yes, I, I like Johnny black. Walker. Okay, yes. I'm not knocking Johnny Walker, but Macklin Twenty Five. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, well, I'm going to give this one seventeen prime okay. Okay. a shot because baseball season's. Not that far away. You got, again. Yep, you got to eat there. You got to get a steak Second there. Second week of February, catchers and pitchers report. Just saying. And when you ask for that Macklin 25, they don't have it. <laughs> Just go ahead and get you at Mac 18. 18. Okay. Mac 18. A little salsa in it? Nope. No. Straight no. On, straight on the rocks. That's it. Okay. No. Do not. Do not. Put anything in Do it. not mess with it. <laughs> okay. Do not. It is the nectar of the gods, no, my brother. Right. Okay. That Macklin 25-year-old is it that'll make a non-drinking man drink right. okay all right you're hearing this mark mark's listening he's my buddy mark yeah he's he's on his way back probably well getting ready to come back he's at the opening day of oklahoma oh, what's not the love what's he's, not the love i got a, a, a picture and 
He says, finish my Reuben. Man, I cannot <laughs> wait. We're going to get that new event center open. Oakland is awesome. Man. It's going to be great Oakland when it's so all good. opened up and going, and so is the uh, the dog track. It's oh, going to be yeah. good, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the restaurants that are going to be over there at Southland. You know, and I guess when they, I guess they got, what, a year, no, two years left and then no more dog racing. So yeah. I guess they'll just call it Southland at I that guess. point. What are they going to do then? Is it just going to be a casino? A casino? Yes, yes. I think 2021 is the last year they race the dogs. I believe that's right. I'll get over there to see them run one more time because I like to watch the Greyhounds run. I would like to probably maybe adopt one because people adopt those Greyhounds. I think after after Southland stops running, I think there's going to be four states left that run the the Greyhounds after that. Wow. I know in Florida it's still big. No, I, they're wrapping it up. Florida's Florida, it ends, it up it, yeah, it ends in Florida before us, then 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 Arkansas. So what are we going to have? You know, we there's four have, states left. Going to have Virginia. rooster fighting? What? <laughs> I don't even know if that's still even legal in any. It's is, not. I'm just, it well, there was, was one a joke. state. There was one state that was holding out though. What was it? Louisiana or Oklahoma or somebody? Somebody close to Mexico. I'm somebody sure. was holding out. <laughs> For the for the cockfighting, it was yeah. like one state left. It's like outlawed in forty nine states, and yeah. one state had not outlawed. They put it. the razors on the spurs. Was know, it Louisiana? I can't it, remember now. The last some, state some, to people in Louisiana that. might like. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I can't. Man, I, we're going to Google that now that you mentioned it because there was a couple of states where it was still going on until very recently. Man, it now, was not against the law. I, I am going back down to New Orleans okay. to go back to the World War Two Museum because they've got the new exhibit about. The Pacific Open. Oh. And I want to see that. The Road to Tokyo. I want to see that new exhibit. Because I was taken aback when I went and saw it uh, last year about how much they had about the European theater and how Hmm. little they had about the Pacific theater. Well, I'm guessing then in Kansas City you've toured the World War I museum. Yeah, it's awesome. Of course. It's so awesome. World War I was brutal. I'm just mm. saying, it was a brutal, mm. brutal mm. war. I mean, they're gassing people, they're dropping bombs from planes, mm. they'd never mm. seen mm. it before, and a machine gun came into vogue. On the horses, shooting up those yeah. horses oh. and stuff, man. What's I can only that? imagine. Unbelievable. The one thing they had cannot give you in a motion picture, they can give you the sights and the sounds, but they cannot do the smell. Oh, man. Those trenches and all that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That had to be man. absolutely... That Disgusting. museum is amazing, though. That museum in Kansas City, that's an amazing yeah. museum. It's something to see. You'll get a real good feel about no man's land, I'll tell you yeah, that much. You yeah, didn't want to be there. Last place you wanted to go. Man. All right. So, Frank Fletcher, I love your steaks, brother. Well, Just well, Frank you know. Fletcher owns which one? Over in North Little Rock. Oh, the Riverfront? Yeah, Riverfront yeah, Steakhouse. Yeah, not Sunny Williams. It's though. a good... No, it's just, it's named Riverfront. Yeah, it's Frank Sonny Fletcher's. Williams. <laughs> Sonny Williams. <laughs> we'll Sonny take Williams. a break. We'll Sonny a break Williams. Yet. And Al, I love you as well. It's Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM. The answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. All okay, right, back okay. with you. Okay, I just texted yes, Al. Yes, yes, over yes. Over at the wonderful place called... The Butcher Shop! The Butcher Shop. Okay, now I got to talk about them burgers. Okay, okay I got to go. talk about them burgers. Go. Because I know last year, on Fridays, during baseball season, they would take the steak trimmings at the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. They would grind them up right there in the restaurant, and they had burgers. On Friday afternoons, you could get a burger over there. Oh, man, kill me now. Oh, <laughs> kill me now. So good. But dude, good. oh, good. 
They are so Put good. Your shop's a good place to eat. I take oh. my take my son-in-law there about once a quarter because he oh, loves prime man. rib, and they have oh, some of the man. best prime rib around. But They're on really Friday good. afternoons, man, they were open for lunch on Fridays during baseball season, and they had those burgers. Oh. Oh. Al just sent me back. And? Starts back in April. Oh, I need the date, man. I'm going the first day. All right. There's two things I got to do when okay, baseball season starts. We'll yes, we are. All right. Two things I got to do when baseball season yes. starts. I got to go eat those burgers at the butcher shop. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. And I got to go to Travelers. I love the Travelers, man. I love the Travelers, too. I love the Travelers. Lance Restroom was just here I yesterday. Love Lance. Lance was here yesterday? Yeah. I love Lance, man. Had a lot of <laughs> talk with him. I, You know what I really like at the Travelers game? What's that? A bologna sandwich. Yeah? The, the Hold fried up. Hold bologna up, sandwich. Hold up, though. Have you have you hit that nacho stand? Yes. Right? It's and, awesome as well. And and, and, and they, got the, they got the taco meat. Mm-hmm. They got the Philly cheese steak. Yes. Then they got that. They got that. Uh, they got the chicken. Then they got that pulled pork barbecue. Then you throw that on the chips. And then they got four <laughs> different cheeses. Hold up now. Four different cheeses. You get the four different cheeses to go with the four different meats on those crispy chips, right? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. The coup, bro. The coup. Go from there over to the bacon station. Get a cup of bacon and throw on top That's of right. that. Oh. Yeah, all bacon. And they got petted. Oh, dude. They do those uh, fried bologna sandwiches and it's Jean bologna. And it is, and they do it right. They put the three cups oh, in the bologna so that it doesn't oh, cup up on oh, you. Just love them. Oh. When you get those nachos with the four <laughs> meats and the four cheeses and leave the nacho stand, get the cup of bacon from the bacon stand. Yeah. It's a food coma, man. You eat that, it's over. <laughs> it, it's over. And then as you're making your way back to your seat, pick up, uh, you don't want <sighs> You know, a funnel cake. Oh, man. And put cherry, no, and no. Put, and put cherry pie filling no. on top. Dude, the nachos are as big as a book. I know Okay, it's like, an, it's like a boat of nachos. Okay, so are, is... When's opening day? It's I want to go now. It's in April. It's in April. Lance so. was so cool. He brought the mascots to my son's birthday party last Which year. One? My, my Ace? son, no, both of them, Ace oh, and, Odie. and Odie. Yeah, man. Both, you know, Odie's here in the studio. We got Odie my right over there. My son loves Ace. those mascots. Man. I was told by Lance, I was complaining to him that I didn't what? have an Ace here in the oh, studio. Man. He says, "I can hook you up with one." Ace and Odie <laughs> came to my son's birthday party. It was a blast. So look at Ace over here. I put him right next to the president. I got the president's bobblehead. I put Ace right next to him. Ace is cool, man. We're gonna have to. Oh man! But if we go eat those burgers at the butcher shop, it has to be a. It has to be a non-game Friday, okay? Okay. Because if I go to the baseball stadium, I got to eat those nachos, man. Oh, you I can't eat those burgers and then go to the baseball stadium and eat those nachos. So you can't do it. You're gonna go with us, Zach. You're gonna be part of this. You're gonna be. You're gonna be in our our eating. Frenzy you got to have the burger though. That burger to have butcher you had shops. One of the dude, he ain't had one. He ain't had one. He ain't yeah. had one. He's because been, he'd be preaching like me if he's he'd been had one. sheltered. <laughs> he's just a sheltered young man. Man, that butcher shop burger though. We got to get him over there for that. Got to get him over there for that. Got to get him yes. over there for the a bologna. You like fried bologna sandwiches, dude? These are so good. They're excellent. Put a big old slab of of onion on top of it. People talk about Cotham's, and I, mean, I like no, Cotham's. Yeah, Cotham's. I like the good. burger. Nobody, nobody, my my wife don't even want to kiss me after I've had one of the bologna Cotham's. sandwiches. Cotham's got a good burger. <laughs> but that butcher shop burger during baseball season on Friday? Yeah. Son. Mm, mm, mm. And how can you beat 
going to see the Travs. I can't. love look. I love baseball, <clears throat> so I love going over to see Travs play. It's a great family deal. Yep. It, oh, it is. And we had a great discussion about that of how the Travelers have done so well. They're one of the top minor league programs in the country because they are so family friendly. Something I bet you don't know. What? The, the bouncing houses and all that? Gone. The Travs? Yeah. Water park now. No! Get yeah. out of town! Yeah, they got no. a building it's a water starting this park. year. They got a yeah. water park. Oh, a water park, man. yeah. My son is three. He'll be three years old in May. He will never leave. I will be there. Yep. Water open park. Open to close. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, man. Water park. Out oh. there where the bouncing. He turns three May going, 10th. It's going to be all. Oh, it's, man. It's under construction He's right never going to leave. And I don't think I, I broke anybody's trust saying that. I think they It's hard a, enough to get him off the train. They announced it Monday, I believe. Yeah. The train's still there, the though. Track Got the train. train. Yes, Got the train. The train is there. Got to ride the train. Got to, man. It's a great I, family destination. Also, lovely at the animals out there from the zoo. That's yeah. always cool. Oh, that's cool. a good day. Yeah, that's fine. a good day. Of course, I make that my way down with my buddy Mark to the beer garden. Yeah, we'll have a couple of brews. But fine. I mean, you can get in for like five bucks and have a blast all day. Yeah, if you want, it's an awesome family entertainment. If you man. want to sit right down on the field, you know, you're going to pay about twelve bucks. That's a great seat. I'm just that's talking, by the way, that's front row though. That's yeah. right on the net, man. Yes, and that's the got, best seat in the building. They have netting now. From foul pole yeah. to foul yeah. pole. Yeah, they're playing it safe. All the way. Yeah. Well, that's the way it's got to be. It needs to be that in all the parks. Man, you really. got it. Well, Cubs are doing it now. Are they? Yeah, they're taking okay. the foul pole to foul pole. What about just, Wrigley? Yeah, that's what Wrigley, I'm saying. Wrigley? Yeah, okay. Wrigley? Wrigley? Field. What about uh, what about uh, Sox? I'm sure they're doing it, too. Okay. I think every major league ballpark is going to do it. I mean, okay. too many flying bats yeah. now because be of the, 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 the Charlie Lau way of holding your bat where you don't hold it, put a stranglehold on it. And the, those bats get away from guys. And I'm going to tell you what, a baseball that has been stung and is traveling at over 100 miles an hour hits you in the face. Yeah, it's dangerous, it will, man. It will get your attention. Yeah, that's dangerous, yeah. It so. is really dangerous. So all the, most of the parks are going to do, though. Okay. As far as I know, all of them are doing it. Oh, good. good. Here's um, the key. If, okay. if one has done it, all have to do it because if you don't have it and somebody gets hit, yeah, what's going to happen? You get sued. Oh yeah, they're going to say, true. "Well, see, you could have put up. You that, could have. You could have put up the netting." Yeah. That's, that's exactly. Cubs what put it say. up. Why didn't you? Yeah, why didn't you? Huh? Red Sox have got it up. Why haven't oh, you? Yeah, two okay. oldest ballparks in Major League Baseball. Come Those on. parks are awesome. Yeah, Those I haven't. So I've nice. never been to Fenway. I got to get to. Yeah, I got to. No, to dude. I want to get to Fenway just so I can touch. Yeah. the tin wall. There you go. Really, because yeah. the, you know, one of those little dents that could have been, you know, Ted Williams. Babe Ruth. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just well, saying. You know. By it, the way, congratulations to Derek Jeter who is being put into the Hall of Fame. Who is the one clown that did not vote for him to go in? I don't know. That's gonna one always guy. be one. It's that crazy. one guy. Yes. What is wrong with you, dude? How do you not vote? Haters are gonna hate. All right, we got to get the break. Thanks for coming, Matt. I'll see you next Friday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 25 minutes to 4 on a Friday. Always a fun Friday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. My thanks to Matt Smith for coming in. And we got into talking about what was one of the better steak shops around here. And I got to tell you, a butcher shop and the Fletcher's are the two that I go to. You know, all the time. I've been to Sonny Williams. They're good. I'm not saying that they're not good, but I just don't think they're the best. 
as, as he does. He really thinks that, you know, they're to be all to end all. What can I tell you? All right, uh, what are we looking here? The president today went to the uh, Right to Life march that happened in Washington. He is the first president to ever speak live, the first sitting president to address the annual March for Life rally in Washington, appealing to the anti-abortion movement with a call to protect the sanctity of life while accusing Democrats of becoming more radical on the issue, the president, who for years was pro-choice, has recently embraced the pro-life position, made clear today that he plans to continue that agenda as he seeks re-election, underscoring his stance as administration hours earlier moved to challenge California over a rule that mandates insurance plans cover Elective abortion. And I'm not going to quote from his speech because I'm going to let you hear it here in just a second. He went on, he did say that every life brings love into this world. Every child brings joy to a family. Every person is worth protecting. He also panned Democrats' stances on abortion as extreme and went out of his way to thank the tens of thousands of high school and college students who took long bus rides to be in the nation's capital. So without further ado, instead of me telling you about it, let me turn this over to President Trump, the first sitting president ever to talk to the Right to Life March in Washington, D.C. Well, thank you very much, and thank you, Jeannie. It is my profound honor to be the first president in history to attend the March for Life. We're here for a very simple reason, to defend the right of every child, born and unborn, to fulfill their God-given potential. For 47 years, Americans of all backgrounds have traveled from across the country to stand for life. And today, as President of the United States, I am truly proud to stand with you. I want to welcome tens of thousands. This is a tremendous turnout. Tens of thousands of high school and college students who took long bus rides to be here in our nation's capital. And to make you feel even better, there are tens of thousands of people outside that we passed on the way in. If anybody would like to give up their spot, we can work that out. You have a tremendous group of people outside, thousands and thousands wanting to get in. This is some great success. Young people are the heart of the March for Life. And it's your generation that is making America the pro-family, pro-life nation. The life movement is led by strong women, amazing faith leaders, and brave students who carry on the legacy of pioneers before us, who fought to raise the conscience of our nation and uphold the rights of our citizens. 
You embrace mothers with care and compassion. You are powered by prayer and motivated by pure, unselfish love. You're grateful, and we are so grateful. These are incredible people to be joined by Secretary Alex Azar and Kellyanne Conway. Thank you. And thanks also to Senators Mike Lee and James Lankford, who are here. James, Mike. Thank you, fellas. And Representatives Steve Scalise, Chris Smith, Ralph Abraham, Warren Davidson, Bob Latta, John Joyce, Lloyd Smucker, Brian Fitzpatrick, and Brad Winstrup. Thank you all. And I have to say, and I look at it, and I see it exactly. We have many, many more politicians in the audience, but if you don't mind, I won't introduce them all. All of us here today understand an eternal truth. Every child is a precious and sacred gift from God. Together, we must protect, cherish, and defend the dignity and the sanctity of every human life. When we see the image of a baby in the womb, we glimpse the majesty of God's creation. When we hold a newborn in our arms, we know the endless love that each child brings to a family. When we watch a child grow, we see the splendor that radiates from each human soul. One life changes the world from my family, and I can tell you I send love, and I send great, great love. And from the first day in office, I've taken a historic action to support America's families and to protect the unborn. And during my first week in office, I reinstated and expanded the Mexico City policy, and we issued a landmark pro-life rule to govern the use of Title X taxpayer funding. I notified Congress that I would veto any legislation that weakens pro-life policies or that encourages the destruction of human life. At the United Nations, I made clear that global bureaucrats have no business attacking the sovereignty of nations that protect innocent life. Unborn children have never had a stronger defender in the White House. And as the Bible tells us, each person is wonderfully made. We have taken decisive action to protect the religious liberty. So important, religious liberty has been under attack all over the world and, frankly, very strongly attacked in our nation. You see it better than anyone, but we are stopping it. And we're taking care of doctors, nurses, teachers, and groups like the Little Sisters of the Poor. 
We are preserving faith-based adoption. And to uphold our founding documents, we have confirmed 187 federal judges who apply the Constitution as written, including two phenomenal Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. We are protecting pro-life students' right to free speech on college campuses. And if universities want federal taxpayer dollars, then they must uphold your First Amendment right to speak your mind. And if they don't, they pay a very big financial penalty, which they will not be willing to pay. Sadly, the far left is actively working to erase our God-given rights, shut down faith-based charities, ban religious believers from the public square, and silence Americans who believe in the sanctity of life. They are coming after me because I am fighting for you, and we are fighting for those who have no voice. And we will win because we know how to win. We all know how to win. We all know how to win. You've been winning for a long time. You've been winning for a long time. Together, we are the voice for the voiceless. When it comes to abortion, Democrats, is a, and you know this, you've seen what's happened. Democrats have embraced the most radical and extreme positions taken and seen in this country for years and decades. And you could even say for centuries, nearly every top Democrat in Congress now supports taxpayer-funded abortion all the way up until the moment of birth. Last year, lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb right up until delivery. Then we had the case of the Democrat governor in the state of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia. And we love the Commonwealth of Virginia, but what is going on in Virginia? What is going on? The governor stated that he would execute a baby after birth. You remember that. Senate Democrats even blocked legislation that would give medical care to babies who survive attempted abortions. And that's why I've called on Congress, two of our great senators here, so many of our congressmen here, and called upon them to defend the dignity of life and to pass legislation prohibiting late-term abortion of children who can feel pain in their mother's womb. This year, the March for Life is celebrating the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which forever enshrined women's rights to vote in the United States and given by the United States Constitution. Such a big event. Today, millions of extraordinary women across America are using 
the power of their votes to fight for the right and all of their rights as given in the Declaration of Independence. It's the right to life. To all the women here today, your devotion and your leadership uplifts our entire nation, and we thank you for that. The tens of thousands of Americans gathered today not only stand for life, it's really here that they stand for it so proudly together. And I want to thank everybody for that. You stand for life each and every day. You provide housing, education, jobs, and medical care to the women that you serve. You find loving families for children in need of a forever home. You host baby showers for expecting moms. You make you just make it your life's mission to help spread God's grace. And to all of the moms here today, we celebrate you and we declare that mothers are heroes. Your strength, devotion and drive is what powers our nation. And because of you, our country has been blessed with amazing souls who have changed the course of human history. We cannot know what our citizens yet unborn will achieve, the dreams they will imagine, the masterpieces they will create, the discoveries they will make. But we know this, every life brings love into this world. Every child brings joy to a family. Every person is worth protecting. And above all, we know that every human soul is divine and every human life, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of Almighty God. Together, we will defend this truth all across our magnificent land. We will set free the dreams of our people. And with determined hope, we look forward to all of the blessings that will come from the beauty, talent, purpose, nobility, and grace of every American child. I want to thank you. This is a very special moment. It's so great to represent you. I love you all. And And I say with true passion, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you all. Thank you. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Josh Hammer from the, uh, the Daily Wire wrote a really good article today. I want to share some of that with you. And, uh, again, I want to remind you that today is the, is the 47th March. Uh, for life in Washington, D.C. It is the first time in nearly five decades, uh, dating back to the one-year anniversary of the uh, abdominal Roe v. Wade decree, that a president has stood with the pro-life movement. And uh, over 100,000 people are there in Washington, D.C. today. And as you heard the president say, many of them college and high school students who came uh, in buses from all over the United States. 
And Josh talks about this, says that people come from all over the United States to stand in the cold in January, marching together in solidarity with the most vulnerable subset of the human population, the unborn. And at the end of this article, I'm going to end with a quote from President Ronald Reagan that cuts to the heart of this manner and this, this uh, uh, discussion. Uh, and it's the unborn, the most unprotect, uh, unprotected part of our, of our population. It's a remarkable display of unity and defiance of a grave injustice that stains our collective national conscience. Roe, of course, is just as morally abhorrent as it is constitutionally fabricated. Uh, you have to understand there is nothing whatsoever in the original public meaning or plain text of the 14th Amendment due process clause, which states, quote, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That transmogrifies the inherently elitist U.S. Supreme Court into an institution that can unilaterally impose abortion policy upon a nation as diverse as ours. As U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit Judge William Pryor said at his Senate Judiciary Committee confirmation, uh, Roe is unsupported by the text and structure of the Constitution, and it has also led to a morally wrong result. It has led to the slaughter of millions of innocent, unborn children. But don't take it just from an avowed pro-lifer like myself. Iconic leftist Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has even offered her opinion that Roe was incorrect as a matter of law. Ditto famously liberal longtime Harvard Law School professor John Hart Ely, who once said that Roe is not constitutional law and gives almost no sense of an obligation to try to be, the fight for the unborn is the human rights struggle of our time. The comparisons to antebellum chattel slavery are remarkable. Both involve treating fellow human beings as property to be harmed at will. Both were upheld by the Supreme Court on constitutional grounds via the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment doctrinal ruse known as substantive due process. Both are deemed beyond reproach by judicial supremacists and the opposition to each is led by the Republican Party. As uh, iconic conservative Princeton University professor Robert P. George co-wrote in 2004 at National Review, for the Republicans of the Civil War era, the idea that human beings could be reduced to the status of mere objects to be bought and sold and exploited for the benefit of others was a profound violation of the intrinsic dignity of creatures made in the image and likeness of God. So what did Ronald Reagan have to say? Here, let me read it to you. Quote, I've noticed that everyone who is for abortion has already been born. President Ronald Reagan. Thank you, Mr. President. You are exactly right. Robert Steinbach coming up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
Steinbach, I said Shapiro. That's the O.J. Simpson trial. Okay, Steinbach will be here in just a few moments. Did you see this story about the serial killer in Massachusetts? You hadn't seen that? Okay, Zach, you're going to love this. A Massachusetts woman who has been accused of defecating in the parking lot of a local Nat Tick store for months was arrested Wednesday after she was caught in the act. Andrea Grosser, 51, was charged with eight counts of wanton destruction of property after a Natick police officer said he saw her defecating outside the Natick outdoor store around 7 a.m. Police were... (laughs) Police were first alerted to the serial pooper in December... When Henry Canner, the store's owner, reported human feces there on eight separate occasions since October, police began investigating, initially believing it might be an animal, but then found toilet paper and other wipes, said the police department. An officer was patrolling the parking lot Wednesday when he spotted this lady waiting for the lot to clear, opening the driver's side door... Listen to the car she drives of her Lincoln MKX. That's not a cheap car, folks. And defecating out the door. She was pulled over after driving off and told police that she was on her way to a home up the street where she worked as a nanny, but stopped because she has irritable bowel syndrome. Her employer told police, however, that Grocer had access to their restroom. This coupled with the length of time that passed with Grocer in the lot led to her arrest. Said Canner, I'm so happy they arrested her. I have no idea who she is. This has been ongoing. She she has pooped quite often over here. There's nothing more disgusting coming into your parking lot in the morning and seeing a pile of human excrement. She was released without bail due back in court on March 2nd. Now, let's give Massachusetts its due here. I I give Massachusetts's Natech, Massachusetts all the applause in the world, because if you do this in San Francisco or L.A. or any of those other, nothing happens to you there. They've actually gone out and uh, you know hired. Dozens of people to hose down the sidewalks and streets of San Francisco and L.A. because of people defecating in them. They found us. This, I I looked at that first time. I looked at that. Uh, Russ is sitting out here. I just wanted to men- mention it to him. You know what's crazy about this, Russ, is you look at the uh, the headline real quick, 
and it says Massachusetts serial pooper arrested after police capture defecating in parking lot reports. And I just looked and saw Massachusetts serial, and I immediately thought, killer. No, yeah, well, I heard you. I heard you when you first went on the air. You said Massachusetts serial killer. Yeah, and it's a I pooper. was like, okay. Well, you know, they say that. Uh, look at that, look at that lady's face and the faces you get. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're taking a picture of her or, or she's pooping. <laughs> but don't they? <laughs> don't they say like sort of an underdeveloped countries how great America is, which is accurate, of course. And of course. but they say, well, the the streets are paved in gold. Nope. Well, maybe not. <laughs> not gold. Nope. Not gold. No. Nope. Not anymore. It's something else. It ain't gold. Just depends on where you've been at here in this country. I mean, seriously, this lady wouldn't have gotten in any problems at all in San Francisco. This is what they put up for the story. <laughs> poo emoji. <laughs> yeah, poo emoji. That's pretty. But look at her. I mean, I can't tell whether she, seriously, if she's She upset. looks a little constipated. Yeah. Well, look at that picture. Come on. I don't need a picture of that. This is why I come on the is Dave Ellswick show. I know you it's do. the high the level pile? intellectual is discourse. A, a Am I right, Zach? Yeah. Zach is, a, Zach is with piles, me. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway. Piles uh, it, to go you'll before be happy I sleep. To know. Is that, no, Miles. I'm you sorry. will be happy to know that the serial pooper in uh, Nitick, Massachusetts, has been arrested. Mm-hmm. How do you spell Nitick? N I T I C K. Now, it could be Nitick. It could be Nittick. It could be Nittick. I don't know. I'm not from Massachusetts. I can't even do a Massachusetts I mean, you know, you accent. You, you, yeah, I can't do that. I, I went for a checkup today, and the woman that took my blood, I was wearing basically what, what I'm wearing now. You're so thin. They take your blood. It's like. I lost five pounds. Yeah. I'm but <laughs> I had to tighten up the belt. Uh, she takes my blood. She goes, oh, I like your, your outfit. You look very New York. And I said, oh, well, I'm originally from New York. And she goes. Oh, well, you don't sound like you are. That's and right. I said, I-, I owe you $100. That's right. Yeah. All right, I'll take the you compliment. Do. You've done pretty good on that. At hiding it? You've well, gotten, well, you've gotten rid of it. Well, that's very kind of you to say, Dave. And Dave also <laughs> thinks I'm six foot two and blonde, apparently. So just keep that in mind. He's six foot two and blind. Yeah, that's I'm right. Blind, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm You're six tall. Two. I'm yeah. tall. I'm six foot now. Six foot, yeah. Yeah, I've I've oh, lost, lost an, two I've, inches. I've lost an inch. You were six one. The, yeah, over the last uh, decade. Chris Corbett, who's on his way over, by the way, oh, is to he join coming? us. Yeah, Good. Uh, he's like five eleven and a half. Uh, he told he has me to put the half inch. Yeah, no, he, no, he's well, got to have He that just half says inch. he just says he's six foot. He doesn't even fit. <laughs> I'm six foot. He goes, by the way, Rob, I'm really five eleven. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not bordering six foot, so I don't much. Uh, All right, Russell. Before you leave, I gotta make you make somebody mad. Here's how I do it. What's your favorite restaurant? It's my favorite. What's restaurant? your favorite restaurant? If I said tomorrow I'll take you to dinner, you and Sharon, to your favorite restaurant, what would you say? Uh, and it can't be Taco Bell. No, it's definitely not Taco Bell. <laughs> Probably, I, honestly, I, I like Longhorn. Okay. Longhorn's a good Longhorn's restaurant. It's a good restaurant. It's you don't good. need to apologize for a good restaurant. Now, when, you, when no. it's your birthday, do you sit on the saddle? No, I don't. <laughs> there might be a size limit on that, Russ, okay? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. All right. 
Okay. <laughs> you come in my my show, buddy. You're going to get abused, probably. That's, it. that's just uh, that's the way it, it works. Look, I'm used to it. When you leave, Chris Corbett comes on. He gets abused. Exactly. So, what's your favorite restaurant? That's a good question. I don't like uh, particularly fancy restaurants. Although, for a pretty fancy restaurant is the Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Uh, in the hotel. Oh, Fletcher's. Over no, there. no, it's not called Fletcher's. River, uh, Riverside. No, Riverside. Riverfront. Fletcher. River, River, Fletcher, River yes. That's a very good steakhouse. Yeah, that's a good steak. We so that's. Tra- me and uh, and, um, and and Matt were talking about steakhouses today in mm-hmm. New York. We got several. You got that, Sonny Williams. You got mm-hmm. the Butcher Shop. You got Bones. You got uh, Arthur's. Doe's. Doe's. Doe's yeah, makes a, a mean mm-hmm. T bone. But you know what? I, I don't eat steak when I go to Doe's, I eat shrimp cocktail. I hear. I heard it's very good. I don't. No, it's I don't really need, but, good. Right. It's excellent. It really is. But they they tend. I walk in. They tend to throw me out. Well, I would do the same. But too, why? Uh, yeah, well, but why? It's <laughs> too conservative. conservative. <laughs> I don't. Why fit. are they liberal? I don't. There? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that at I all. I don't. Fit. That used to be. You know, like a Clinton Clinton's hangout. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. gone down to the Clinton um, Museum restaurant, and it's a good restaurant. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I'm almost afraid to say anything when I'm with a. I'm always with someone, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm, if I'm going to say something, it's a, and it relates to politics, it's going to be conservative, and I got to look around. I sure. won't go until they put the Lewinsky dress up and just no, please, please, now stop that, now stop that. <laughs> just say it's longer. Here now, I call it a library. Hey now, L I E. Hey now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, bottom line, yeah. Is 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 the president in? Is he hanging out in the penthouse this weekend? The penthouse in New York? No, no on, at on the, top of the, the, oh, top of the top of the trailer. I thought you yeah. meant the actual yeah, president. Over there at the at the single wide. I do not know. Yeah, because it not. looks like a single. wide. Well, even he admitted that he said. It, although I th- I think he suggested it looked like a double wide, but that notwithstanding. <laughs> um, anyway, right. Anyway, all right. So Chris Corbett is coming. Right. You haven't. You like the steakhouse. You like. I like the Fletcher's. steakhouse. Uh, as. You know, because I ta- like their salad bar. It's really it's good. fantastic. Yeah, that's part of what I like about it. Yeah, it's a fantastic salad bar. I like casual dining. I like tzatziki's. I like um, um, David's Burgers for a good. Uh, I get the chicken burger there. Um, so, oh, I like the chicken steak. It'd be a chicken sandwich. Well, yeah. to be clear, it's ground chicken. Yeah. Oh, they do make a chicken burger. Yeah. yeah, so it's a, I call it a chicken burger. Now, wow. now you right. don't. You can get it so that it's not even got a bun with it. It just comes out. Like oh, that's a, what like you a, mean a, by the I chicken love steak, that steak right. man? Oh, that's good. That's it's right. excellent. Mm. Try it out. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, if I can get my wife to take me back over to David's, I'm taking. Uh, that um, was the last place I went before I had to go get a rotor rooter. <laughs> rotor rooter. Uh, we're going to uh, go out to, to uh, Sunday. We're going to go see Knives Out. I haven't seen the movie, Great. so I'm going to go. I hated go, it. Gonna go Just so you know, yeah. no, no, I no. hated it. He hated it. It's, look, okay, so it's not the greatest movie of all time, but it is It is fun to watch. Entertaining. And it's, Tell it's me. It's entertaining. The main character, uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Thank you. His accent. Uh, I told Dave that. I'm a New Yorker. And I think t- it was the worst did. Southern accent. Oh, now, a buddy it really mine, was. Was it? Because a it buddy of mine who's a Southerner said it sounds like a good Kentucky accent. I'm not sure that's well, right. No, no, it sounds uh, like a really I, bad Kentucky thank accent. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe did. he was playing it that way. He was. But he... Why? Was <laughs> why because he's an Englishman. And, yeah. Well, because he couldn't do any better. But he, he did a better, better job in yeah. Logan right. Lucky. Right. A much better job. You know who did a really bad 
southern accent. It was uh, was it in Garden of Good and Evil? Who who was the guy that was Kevin? Um, um, what's his last name? No, and McConaughey. No, what, I'm uh, talking about the guy. Midnight from, in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yeah, right. That which was in Savannah. But who was the guy who starred in that? He's the guy who got Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Kevin, Kevin Don't Spacey. tell me not Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. He did a terrible. Well, it's funny accent. that you say that because here's uh, an exact parallel. I do say right that that <laughs> I thought he did a terrible Southern accent, and a, a different buddy of mine, when that movie came out a decade plus ago, that said was perfect. He thought it was a good Kentucky accent. <laughs> Maybe they <laughs> no, just no, sound no. funny in Kentucky. No, 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 no. I, I lived mean, in this, Kentucky. This, I can this tell accent you. that Daniel Craig puts on is is akin to Foghorn Leghorn. That's what I thought. Oh, good. In fact, they made really fun of him in the, in the movie for that. Like the, they do. He, he does and like the colonel. I think it was... Yeah. He's doing the colonel from Kentucky Fried right. Chicken. Yes, right. he is. Okay. They called him that. One of the uh, non-Southern uh, characters said, you know, what's with the Colonel Sanders here? Okay, well then... But he's not... So, but it's not supposed to be a farce. That character is supposed to have a Southern accent. But and, Colonel Sanders talk like that. But, but that's, Colonel Sanders that's is, true. is essentially a cartoon, though. I understand no, that but he was, he's true. No, I, he was a real I man. I understand, but my point is, do you pick the one guy who sounds like a cartoon <laughs> to copy? That's what I'm I don't know. Well, I'll anyway, say, I say. I'm going to a really good, I say, I say, I say, boy. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to go to Bonefish. Sunday. That's a very good restaurant. I love bone. That's fish. a very good restaurant. Bam Bam Shrimp, baby. Got to have some Bam Bam. Got to have some good stuff like that. I don't know what that means. That's a <laughs> kind of shrimp. It's got Bam Bam Honestly, sauce on it. It's, it Which you can on, buy at Walmart now. It depends on what we're in the mood for, to be, to be honest with you, is where we, as to where we go. If we're going for catfish, there's only one place that we go, and that's Flying Fish, unless we're headed out of town, and then we'll go to Nick's over in Carlisle. Flying Fish is fantastic. Yeah, it fantastic. is. Uh, when if, I put, if right. I'm if I'm doing pizza, I mean, there's there's a couple of different places. Where do you go? I've I've, I've tapped I'll, out on pizza. I'll either, I'll either I'm out. I'll either go to Grady's or I'll go to. I don't US. know Grady's. Um, Grady's is a good place. I don't to know Grady's. I'm Grady's not a fan of you. I was Grady's a fan of NYPD good. police uh, pizza. They closed down. Oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah the one out on Candrel closed down. Wow, I oh. used to like them right. because they actually Dan. made like a yeah shotgun dance. Now that's the real deal. I haven't place. been there. I've seen it. I haven't been there. They'll Go load there. up your stuff on it. Let me tell you. But one uh, slice. Yeah, the New York uh, New York pizza was really good because they did it right. It was really really thin. Right. You could fold it in half. Exactly. You get the grease down your arm, the whole nine yards. It was really good. <laughs> wow, I never but if been I want there. Italian food. No, you won't I, be able to go because it's not there anymore. For my Italian, I head up into the Heights. Uh, oh, you uh, go to Carino's? No. <laughs> I don't know. You were the only person who went. I don't know. They no. closed. Don't up. tell me you're going to Prego. Okay, I won't. Oh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, not right. a fan. Not a fan. It's better than uh, it's better than that chain that sits over there on Roddy Parham. I'm not sure it's better than Chef no, Boyardee. No, no. <laughs> now, Bravo, right out of the can. Bravo! Bravo is a good Italian restaurant. I think I've been. I don't know if I've been there, it's but I've been told in, that it's out in the promenade. Oh, okay. I don't think I've been there, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah. You know what's nice out in the promenade uh, is it's not Zaza's, which is good pizza here. It's It sounds like that. Zach, help me out. Like, I'm supposed to remember You're stuff. You're not going to say Zosa, are you? No. They closed. No. It's, but it's like two words like that. Is Orange still open? Big Orange is open. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I haven't been hearing them lately. They, they used to be beating their chest all the time. They're not doing that anymore. Wonder the place that closed out at the promenade that I really liked was the tavern. Mm-hmm. Had the best wings in the city. 
voted the fifth best wings in the United States. And they went out of business, of all things. So now I'm back at Buffalo Wild Wings telling them, keep the sauce on the side. Because the last thing I want to do is swim while I eat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Told yeah, you, yeah, like yeah, Zaza's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good restaurant. They made a they made a mistake on one. Well, like, I ordered a good meal that I've had before. It didn't come out exactly right, and I told them, and they took it back, made it right, and gave me a discount uh, to boot. Very good. What were you going to say there, Zach? You I'm get... just like I've never been to there before, so um, uh, yeah, that's yeah, a very yeah. nice, a very nice restaurant. Okay. Now, Tommy Keat, who has Tzatziki's, has also got. A little uh, Euro restaurant, a little sandwich place over here next to Alta, just across the street. In really? The, where yes. the uh, white... Uh, it's like a it? juice and sandwich place. Yeah. Yes. It is. Oh, good. And, of course, Wait. they have Petite and Keat, which is a yeah. more fancy... I've only had brunch here. The brunch the was Petite very nice. Petite and Keat? Yeah. It's two guys, right? The Keat is the last name of, of Tommy and the Tommy family. And, and then Petite is another guy who's involved in the business. So the the son went out basically on his own? No, no, no. It's a part of the bigger family. Okay. It's part of the family. I mean, it's Tommy, Jake, good. and um, the dad. No, oh, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, he ran for governor. He ran for governor. He was, at that time, the sacrificial lamb right. because he was going up against Bibi. He did. He was... Good guy, really. Good Fantastic. Guy. I, I, I voted for him. I need to get him on the air again yeah. and come in and talk politics with us. Yeah. can do that. We can make that happen. All right, Russ, I'll let you go. Robert, you stay right there. I will. I'm going to go get some coffee in a moment, but I'm going to give you a break. Call for the break first. Got to do that because it's 24 minutes after five, five. No, four. Four. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's after four. It's not after five. After 4.25 minutes after 4, a break. You're listening to 101.1 FM, The Answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show, soon to be the home of the Sean Hannity Show, soon to be the home of the Dave Ellswick Morning Show. And there's more to be announced here in just a few weeks, right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you. Don't forget that uh, in just a week, a week from Monday, the change happens right here at 101.1. Dave, are you telling me you're going through the change? I'm I've, going I've, through, through. I've known yeah. some of the ladies who have gone through the change. I'm going to be. I'm going to be going through the change. I right. can tell you, I haven't done mornings. Do you got the, you got the sweats? No, <laughs> I haven't done mornings for 30 years. So it's going to be a change for me. Uh, and the bottom line is, I will be doing the morning show here on 101.1. There's two things that people have asked for uh, here at this station. And we're going to be able to give you one of them. You asked for a morning show that was local and live and fun and, you know, you know, all the crazy stuff. And so my boss came to me, said, Dave, we can't, we can't hire somebody else to do afternoons and put you in the mornings. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you in the mornings if you want to go. He asked. They asked if I wanted to move the mornings, and I said yes. And then they're going to put Sean in the afternoon. Sean Hannity. All right, let's do the news, and then we'll come back and talk further about this. We continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and sitting across from me is Robert Steinbach. Coming is Chris Corbett, but he stopped at Starbucks to get a coffee 
asked if I wanted a coffee. Robert told him that I said no, and then I had him call back. Robert called, Chris, and asked him to bring me a sweet roll because they got good sweet rolls. They got good everything, exactly. You know, they really do, even though they do have some kind of, I don't know, uh, that lady that's part of their logo is some kind of hedonistic something. I don't know. I, I don't know. pay that close attention. I, I, <laughs> I, I slightly am more concerned, but it's still not much, that the president of that company is a big liberal who wanted to run for president and uses Starbucks, which is a— They don't make as much fun of them now as they used to. Remember in the Austin Power movies, Starbucks was like— uh, the company that was taking over the world. Oh, I don't, and I don't all recall that. that. Oh, right. it was hilarious. Right. It was right. great stuff. Dr. Evil was like, I want to be Starbucks. That's funny. <laughs> good stuff. Can all I right. tell you something? Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, Dave, I had a very good conversation with Senator Trent Garner about Second Amendment. He's a good guy, man. He, and, and you know, I had this little um, uh, beef or upset with him on a bill that uh, I helped run on free speech for government employees that I'm going to run again next session uh, and I'm going to bring him around Trent that is uh, I believe but in any event that beef regardless of that beef we had an excellent conversation about second amendment slash gun rights in Arkansas and he he's no joke he's right on the money he's with Bob Ballinger he's with Kim Hammer he's with Dan Sullivan all these folks are true Second Amendment loving Arkansans and Americans. And the, and here's the thing, Dave. As you know, I'm originally from New York. There's no gun rights in New York. That's the bottom line. You well, in go- New York City, but there is yeah. out, uh, outlying uh, areas, isn't uh, there? No? Eh. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the technical legal term. Eh. <laughs> right? So uh, uh, the fact is I came to the state of Arkansas and— for a variety of reasons, and was pleased with the opportunity to see people actually enjoy the rights that they're entitled to. But what I was not pleased at is turning a corner here and turning a corner there, there's a roadblock or restriction on gun rights. And I'm not talking New Hampshire. I'm talking just you can't walk into this public building. You can't do this uh, in a public place. And they are a level, it is a level of restriction beyond what the law does allow and should allow. And so far in Arkansas, notwithstanding we have a conservative legislature and a conservative executive and a conservative Supreme Court allegedly, we don't have as conservative a set of gun laws that we should have. It's that simple. Now, of course, you know the example that we've talked about quite often where John Cooper killed Stand Your Ground. John Cooper, an alleged Republican, killed Stand Your Ground. Dan Sullivan is running against John Cooper now in the primary. Hey, uh, do you have Cooper still over there? You got like an audio piece? clip? Yeah, an audio. The audio clip where he said that Stand Your Ground allowed you to just murder people. Do we still have that? He's looking. Yeah, just, take a look. When you look, Zach, you can just interrupt when, yeah, when, just when you find in. it. Right, because Cooper said... Stand your ground allows allows one to murder someone. Yeah. And it's sheer nonsense. And he yeah. is the one who found it. Right. That. Oh, that, not only that, right? It's it's like the hidden gem, right? You know, it's like when people find these rights in the Constitution. Oh, I kept digging and digging. It was like and, he's down at Diamond State Park. And exactly. He found the exactly. diamond. He found the five inch, uh, 382 carat uh, brown diamond. 
and he's he's full of nonsense. I read that bill a dozen times. That bill was sponsored by the only practicing attorney in the state Senate, Bob Ballinger. He, he of course, read that bill, wrote that bill, read that bill many times. And a lady wrote it before Ballinger did. All he did was expand it. Expand it. Got it. And you heard here last week, Alan Clark, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, uh, was in the Senate Judiciary Committee here in Arkansas, uh, read that bill, he said, Uh, quite a number of times, and every one of us agrees there's no hidden secret murder agenda or right in Stand Your Ground. But Cooper apparently found it. Cooper is not a lawyer, by the way. Cooper apparently found it. You know where he found it? When he's meeting with a bunch of leftist organizations like the Democratic Control uh, state uh, prosecutors, the Democratic Control Sheriff's Association, the Democratic Control Moms for Action. And he found that? Well, I'm just a lowly law professor with a lowly law degree from a, from a, a school out there on the East Coast. But let me tell you, uh, I've read that bill a dozen times. That bill is solid and well over half the states in uh, in America have that It's going to pass constitutional muster. There's course, no problem with of it. Of course it does. And so this is the tragedy. So uh, when I come to a state like Arkansas now, wow, we're going on two decades ago. And I still, almost two decades later, don't have the rights that I'm entitled to or should be entitled to when it comes to Second Amendment and firearms rights. There's a problem in a state as conservative as this. You would have loved. I had a cut from Virginia earlier this week where they had the gun rally. Right. And it was blacks for the Second Amendment. Good. The head the head dude. Right. And went into all of the um, racism behind. Oh, the anti-gun laws. Anti-gun laws. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's why... A lot of the laws in Arkansas were anti-gun. It, they didn't want black to men to have uh, guns. guns. Right. There was, it was a, a famous. It's true. I forget the name of it. My history it should be better than it is. But a famous re- rebellion in the South by some black men. And it was put down because, amongst other things, they didn't have enough firepower to do anything. Didn't they have that? What's that in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Maybe. Maybe. I think that was in Tulsa. Yeah. They had they had one like that. Was it Rose, Florida, that Don't, they had a massacre down there? Right. There were, Seems like that was. Right. That's the basic story, right, is that yeah. there's some uh, blacks that yeah, try to I know r- these rise sto- up. I know, yeah. I know this history as well. Right. It, it's something that they should, you should study next month since it's Black History Month. Yeah. I think Might it's a, a good idea. Yeah, it's an important thing to know. Yeah, I agree. I'll look it up. Yeah. While you're talking, I'm going to look right. it up. Well. Look, Dave, the notion that we as Arkansans are more restricted in gun rights, and by the way, more taxed than folks in Massachusetts. We're not more restricted in gun rights in Massachusetts, but we are more restricted in gun rights than certain other southern states. That's just wrong. And we're more taxed than the folks in Massachusetts, liberal Massachusetts, and we are more taxed. So... When people tell me, oh, well, we've got a good conservative government here, I say, we've got a somewhat conservative government here. And I called the NRA uh, or about a week ago, mm-hmm. and I told them, you guys are slow. 
you're slow. Now, I know that a lot of these elected officials want their NRA ratings so they don't want to anger the NRA. I don't work for the NRA, and I ain't running for nothing. So I'll tell you right now, I think the NRA has some good positions on stuff, but they have become a bureaucratic nightmare, and I don't see them pushing a strong conservative agenda in Arkansas. Oh, they're good at collecting the fees, but I don't see them actively pursuing a good conservative Second Amendment agenda in Arkansas. So NRA, if you don't start stepping up, you're going to get pushed aside. I went to a nice uh, Friends of NRA event very recently. So it's not that I'm not appreciative of some of the efforts that they make. But here's my complaint. They're not making enough efforts. There needs to be more. And when I go into the legislature and talk to uh, Republican representatives and senators, and I hear a few of them tell me, we don't want to upset the apple cart on gun laws. I said, upset the apple cart? The legislature is 75% Republican, and we can't even pass stand your ground? That's that's not conservative. Sorry. I, I'm with you on that. Right. By so, the way, yeah. the Tulsa race riot, right. also called <coughs> the uh, Tulsa massacre, the Greenwood Massacre, or the Black Wall Street Massacre, took place on May 31st and June 1st, 1921, Mm -hmm. when mobs of white residents attacked black residents and businesses of the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It has been called, quote, the single worst incident of racial violence in American history. Wow. The attack carried out on the ground and from private aircraft destroyed more than 35 square blocks of the district, which at that time was the wealthiest black community in the United States known as Black Wall Street. Wow. That's the, a watchman. The, well, yeah, that's that what right? they're talking about, watchman. watchman right yep. now. The other, <coughs> the other one is the Rosewood Massacre in Florida. I see. Now I'll give you some information on that in just a moment. Right, right. I mean, we've had some really dark times in this country about race. Of course we have. That's why I take exception to people today after the civil rights movement of the 60s and 70s who think it's as bad as it was then. And I can unequivocally say on the microphone, not Close. Elizabeth Warren quite literally said that our criminal justice system is rotten to the core. Really? Really? Yeah, she's been talking you're, about it for years. You're running done for, about it. for president of the United States, and you think our criminal justice system is rotten to the core? That's just nonsense. Yeah. It's just sheer nonsense. But the libs keep running further and further to the left, and to some extent, that's beneficial to to the president because— People look at that th- those folks and they say that you you've you've gone off over the edge. Yeah, I'm with you. Just right. before we go to break here, right. uh, Rosewood is an unincorporated community in Levy County, Florida, located just off State Road 24, approximately one mile northeast of Sumner, nine miles uh, northeast of Cedar Key, an African American community prospered there in the early 20th century until a white mob destroyed it in the 1923 Rosewood Massacre. Uh, And uh, just terrible 
some of the things that have happened in our history, but we've, we have, I believe, moved on from them. We've moved on. Although there are people within both communities still that would try to drag us back to those times. I've made the point many times on your show and elsewhere. We have racism in America, and there will always be racism in the world. Because man is a fallen creature. That's exactly right. And by the way, that's a, that's a notion that is common amongst a variety of religions. Yeah. Uh, they, you might call it something different, but it's all, all a similar notion. But the United States is not a racist country. No. It's I that simple. Not at its, it's core that anymore. Simple. Uh-uh. No, it is not. I mean, you might have been able to convince me at a time in our history when it, we were making the move on civil rights that America was a— very badly racist country, but not any longer. Right. Just don't believe it. No, Do you believe true. that, Chris? Do you believe no, I, the I people who, people who say to you now, oh, it's just as bad now as it was back in the 60s or as I've been talking about, the early 1920s? That's crazy. My grandmother's 99 years old, and she remembers when she got the right to vote. 1920, right? Is that right? right? So it, uh, it's not funny. Yeah. And um, I, the United States is one of the most charitable nations in the in the world. Um, we, I think we give more away than some whole country's budget. That's right. right? That's yeah. exactly right. I don't remember the figures on it. but right. um, And that's not even t- with money that we take from taxes. That's just churches giving money right. to people. Huge point there, Dave. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's just, uh, billions of dollars. You know, and that relates to— I give to 10% of my—I'm yeah. not, not bragging or hanging right. out. I give 10%— Every paycheck. It's a tithe. Yes. Yeah. That's well, fantastic. It's, that's why I also find it insulting when these leftists say, well, how dare you close off the borders? How dare you not have open borders and let these, I put in air quotes for the folks on the radio, these refugees in. Why do I put air quotes? Because there are legitimate refugees. And then there are a lot of people claiming refugee status that simply are not refugees by any definition of the term. And the fact is that most people that come here who claim to be refugees come here because they want a better life than in the third world country in which they live. And let me tell you, I don't blame them. I don't blame them in the slightest. Like Robin, they come and they, and they, they survive. I mean, they, they thrive. Right. But we can't open the doors to our country, to every person that simply wants a better life because we can't afford it. We can't have that level of influx at the pace at which it would come oh if it were Lord. unfettered. We'd be overrun yeah. That's it. in a matter That's of it. weeks. That's it. So it's not a question of whether you're for immigration or against immigration. First of all, we're always against, or at least we should be, illegal immigration. Yes. And the, the Dems draw no consti- distinction between legal and illegal. No, they'll tell you there's no such thing as that, illegal. That's what I mean by no distinction, indeed. And in addition, they want to open up the doors so that the amounts that we let in are just not sustainable for our economy. It's that it, it costs too much to integrate uh, such numbers of people who are overwhelmingly poor because they're coming here for a better life. All right. Got to get a break in. Then we'll be back. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to have the director of a brand new documentary that's going to be released uh, on uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. 
which should give us a very interesting discussion for about 20 minutes. And then we'll move in and uh, I'll talk a little bit movies with you guys. I, I got my list of movies I want to see right. in 2020. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And Chris, yes, this cinnamon roll that you brought. <laughs> dude, have you ever, that just smells so good that I am salivating right now and I want to take a bite of it. As you know, Dave, uh, I intend to convince Chris, who I don't think will at this point take that much convincing. To run for office in 2022. Absolutely. I mentioned that you only. You keep bringing these and that's I'll, it. I'll be right that's behind it. That's you. what I thought. He, cinnamon roll for every voter. <laughs> that's right. That's his campaign pledge right here. All right. A break here on 101.1 FM. The answer. Back with you. Um, did you hear me talking about the two? Which one? Massacres. I did. I did. Rosewood. Rose way in is awful. Yeah. Rose, Rosewood in Florida, which is right on the Gulf. Mm-hmm. And then the other was the one in Tulsa. 1921 seems to be a bad year for that. Yeah, small towns? Just like a riot? What happened? Well, Tulsa wasn't small. It's I like mean, a pogrom. It's they, the equivalent of they, a pogrom. They went in and burned down uh, Whoa. 35 square blocks of Tulsa. Oh, gosh. It was considered the Black Wall Street of America. Okay. And I don't ha- I'm going to do some more research on it. I'd like to know a little bit more about the background on it. I do know Rosewood had to do something with a rape of a white woman. Oh, wow. And then they went in and just started lynching people. What right. what year is this? Nine, about 1921. Okay. Yeah, not a good time in American no. history for race relations by any stretch of the imagination. But anyway, we just it just came up, you know, because I get tired of people, young people especially, that don't know anything about history because they don't do any studying they hear somebody, some race baiter out there telling them stuff. And then right. There's they, so much of it today, Dave. They take it. There's so much of it. They take it and as, as, as God, gospel truth, and the bottom line, it's lies. And being told that race relations today are no better than what they were in the 20s, and uh, I can respond to the 60s and the early 70s because I went out and marched. On, on that stuff. There, I, I didn't understand it. I asked my father. My father, well, he was raised in Charleston, West Virginia. I make no bones or make no uh, excuses for him. He was racist until he was about 54 years old. Right. You know? Right. I mean, he grew up right. with different water fountains and all of that, different seating in, in movie theaters and stuff. Now, I just never, I saw it in the South. I was, I was old. I'm, I'm old enough that I saw that in the South and I still to this day do not understand it. And people who lived during that time that talk to me say they didn't understand it. It's kind of like they just put up with it. And it's like, why? Well, you didn't stand up against it because you get in a lot of trouble. So anyway. It's tough. I mean, it still exists, I think, in some in some pockets, in some racism. Yeah. But I was in the courtroom in a small town, and uh, the judge looked in and said, "Oh, your client's here." I said, uh, "No, your honor, that's opposing counsel. It's a black female attorney." Is that right? Yeah, and I was like, um, "Yeah, that's bad." Yeah, that's bad. You know, I thought, "Oh my." Yeah, and um, anyway, wow. So, but and there's still pockets of it. But I think, uh, well, I I said before you arrived, Chris, I said. Of course, ra- there's still racism, but to right. say that this country is racist, it's just simply untrue. Well, yeah. we, we had actually she won the hearing. Well, so, there you go. Right, won, right, right, so, there you go. How about that? Right, that's you right. Know, 
I lost. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'd be the first one I'm sitting here. There's three of us sitting here talking about this, and we're all white guys. Right. right. But okay. my producer is a black guy. Right. right. And if he wants to chime in, he can. He does. And Fred just came in, and, and he can chime in if he wants. What, what does Fred do? do? Fred is a salesperson. Sales, here. yeah. Very, nice. very good salesperson awesome. here. Right. Bottom line is, it's not as bad as it was. I'd like to get rid of it all, but I know, as you said, Robert, that's never going to no, happen. No, you're never going to get on it On both zero. sides of the corn. No, you're never going to get it. You know, you know, there's racists on one side of the corn and then bigots on the other side. Yeah. Actually, I don't buy that distinction. People, uh, Meaning, some people say, well, you can't be a racist if you're not part, part not of the empowered place class. The power, yeah. yeah, nonsense. Well, uh, I just get uh, around it by saying, well, I they're understand. bigots, which oh, you, is just right. as bad as a racist exactly. as far as I'm concerned. Of course it is. But it's all... But it's all this new leftist definition of English. Sure. Right? Ooh, that's, that oh, happens a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, Let's we, redefine oh, that yeah. word. But we can't do any of Semantics. these wrongs because we're in a group that can do... What? Yeah. Right? And, and by the way, I can't insult you, but you can insult me because you're punching up. But I'm punching down. Yeah, okay. You know what? An insult is an insult. No, I don't, no matter what or, quote I direction. I can use a word because it's of, of me as a person of color. But you can't use it because you're not a person of color. I don't buy that. Well, either. I don't think anybody should be using those words. Right. You know, bottom yeah. line, that's where I kind of view that. We'll take a break. Come back with more here on the Dave Ellsworth right. Show. to the five o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick show final hour of a uh, great 20 hours of entertainment for this week just uh, every day four hours of good stuff and we're going to talk for about 20 minutes about a new documentary that's coming out that I'm excited about you know they had the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary come out here just uh you know, a few the, months the notorious ago. Notorious RGB. Yeah. And she is notorious, of course, because she doesn't love the constitution of this country. She likes the South African constitution. So I'm glad to see that Michael Pack, who's going to join us by phone right now, has done a, a, a documentary on who I think is the strongest conservative justice on the Supreme Court since Scalia. I mean, he's he served with Scalia, but he is right there with the man. I'm just telling you, and that's Clarence Thomas. People do not give Clarence Thomas the, uh, the props that he has coming. Would you agree with that, Michael? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons we made the film. People are dismissive of him. They're under misapprehension because he doesn't talk in oral argument. He doesn't have much to say. He isn't smart or influential. And this is really the legacy of the 
lies and, and half-truths of, that the left has hurled at him since the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the film is really meant to give him back his rightful place in American life, just as you just said, Dave, as one of the most influential and deep-thinking uh, justices um, on the Supreme Court. So I could not agree more. What do you think is going to surprise people most about this documentary when they see, you know, Justice Thomas? I mean, I've heard the man speak. He blows me away. Number one, he's got that great voice. I mean, he just blows me away with his thoughts. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think those that haven't heard him speak are going to be surprised that he has a great voice. He's a great storyteller. I mean, that's why we decided to make the film in the way that we did. It's called created equal Justice Thomas in his own words, because we really let Justice Thomas look to the camera and tell his story from his birth up till today. And I'm asking him questions, but but he's telling you more or less, not more or less, completely how it feels, how he saw things. And the only interviews are with Justice Thomas and his wife, Ginny. And I interviewed them both separately for over 30 hours, over a six-month period, an unprecedented amount of access from a Supreme Court judge. And uh, as to your question of what people will be surprised by, I think it's the arc of his life that's amazing and surprising, inspiring, I would call it. He was born in Pinpoint, Georgia, a small um, Gullah Geechee area on the coast of Georgia. So his first language wasn't even English. His mother was very poor. His father left before he could remember, raised by a single mother. And then he went, as he said, from rural poverty to urban squalor when she moved them to Savannah when he was about six. And there he experienced real poverty. He was hungry. He was cold in the winter. He didn't even have a bed, had to sleep in a chair. His mother would bring him to school, and he would just leave and wander the streets of Savannah. No one cared. And after a couple years of this kind of grinding poverty and drift, his mother, who was working as a maid, realized she couldn't take care of her two boys and brought them to her father, his grandfather, to raise. And that's what turned Justice Thomas's life around. His grandfather gave him hard work and discipline, sent him to parochial school, segregated still. This was still the segregated South, but run by these Irish nuns who gave him more hard work and discipline, but also a good education and strong Catholic values. And Justice Thomas thrived in that environment, so much so that he decided he wanted to become a priest, Not something not everybody knows about him as well. And he entered the seminary, and these were all white, formerly all white seminaries, and he was one of the first that were, were integrating it. And there, it's the, now, by now it's the late 60s, and he, he starts to hear racist um, taunts and racist ideas coming out of some of these seminarians. For example, in one notorious case, he was watching TV with them when the day Martin Luther King Jr. was shot, and one of the seminarians said, I hope that son of a bitch dies. And that was just too much for Justice Thomas. He That was, capped it off for him. He felt the church wasn't doing enough for civil rights, and he just lost his vocation, told his grandfather he didn't want to be a priest, after which his grandfather promptly kicked him out of the house. Now he has nowhere to go. He has to go wherever he can, and that happens to be to Holy Cross College, where it's a full scholarship. But there he becomes, as he says, an angry black man, where race and racism explained everything. His grandfather was a sucker. The Catholic Church was corrupt. He, um, 
he um, helped form the Black Student Union. They engaged in student walkouts. They um, invited Black Panthers to speak at Holy Cross. And they supported everyone who, as Justice Thomas says, was in your face. Panthers like Huey Newton and Eldridge Cleaver, and Angela Davis, Malcolm X, everyone. So he went through this period, and then it culminated in a kind of violent anti-war um, march in, in Cambridge, where he kind of caught, caught up in mob hysteria, went back to Holy Cross in the middle of the night, stood in front of the chapel, and prayed for God to take anger out of his heart. And that was the beginning of his, his journey back to both faith and the values of his grandfather and the nuns. But it took many years after that for his political education. He had to see the failure of liberal and radical programs, such as busing in nearby Boston, affirmative action, before he truly became a conservative, went to work for the Reagan administration, became a public figure, and that began the attack from him from the left, which have continued on to this day through his very contentious confirmation hearing and, and up to the present moment. Wow. An amazing story. Surprising, yeah. I think, in all its twists and turns. Yeah, that is. A, I did not know three quarters of the story you just told us. I had yeah, no way idea. more in the two-hour film. And, nice. and not only is there way more, you get the, the passion and emotion of Justice Thomas telling it. I do not feel I do it even a little bit of justice. Um, you know, viewers have to go. Go see the movie. As you said about RBG, people who love and support RBG came out in droves to see that movie and made mm -hmm. it a great success, made her, um, as you were saying, an icon, a notorious RBG. We need to do the same for Justice Thomas. This is a chance. This movie is a great film. I believe even liberals who hate Justice Thomas would be inspired by his story, even if they don't agree with him. I, I think your, your viewers have to show up. Conservatives don't show up for movies. Liberals do. And that's one of the reasons they own the culture. Yeah. If you really want to celebrate uh, Black History Month, take them to yeah. see some real black history. I mean, ser seriously. Absolutely. But so they have to go to our website, justicethomasmovie.com, see if it's playing in the area. It is not playing near Little Rock, so your listeners would have to sign up. There's a form to sign up. If we get 30 or 40 people signed up, we can arrange a showing in your area. I will start working on that. <laughs> I'll go. Thank you. That would I'll be go great. in a heartbeat. I've met Justice Thomas several times. I'd, I'd love it. And I read... I think it's his, I think it's the, an autobiography. I don't remember. Memoir. That. That's right. My yeah. grandfather's son. Uh, and that's an and some of the stories, Michael, that you describe are in there, of course. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Michael, how did you get? This is Robert Steinbeck. How did you get such incredible access uh, to the justice? Well, I had heard that he was tired of having his story told by the people who hated him, full of lies and half truths or less. And I met with him, and I was really inspired to tell a story. I had not read his memoir at that point, but having read it and talked to him, I really wanted to tell his story. I kind of convinced him that, that we were the people to do it. I showed him some of my past work. I've been making documentaries for over 30 years. And he, he trusted me. I feel honored That's that wonderful. he did. I mean, as I said earlier, he granted us over 30 hours of interviews. I mean, an unprecedented amount of access. And with all that material... We could have done lots of things with it. He trusted us to do it right. I hope that we have. I think it's a historic document as well as a great 
great film and great story. I mean, it's a portrait of an important person at the height of his power, and it's a, a, an iconic story of a, an American story that you don't hear of someone who grew up in the segregated South, made something of himself, not by defining himself as a victim, but by refusing to do that. And I completely agree. There is no more appropriate story for Black History Month. This is huge, Michael Pack. But Chris Corbett here. And um, so after 10 years of not asking a question during the Supreme Court hearings, he's going to speak in your documentary. Is that, so is that basically what you've done here? It sounds fantastic. It is. And as the others there have said who've heard him speak, he is actually a great speaker. Because he doesn't speak in oral argument, right. and in the documentary he explains why, people think he can't speak or is reticent, but he is not. He is a great storyteller. He nice. has, he's a raconteur, he has, and he has a wonderful voice and a great laugh. Well, the, the National um, Review just published a little article about your documentary. So, oh, great. Yeah, about two, two, about two hours ago, and it, uh-huh. it, it talks well, highly of it. Well, that is really nice of yeah. them. But uh, I think all attributed to Justice Thomas and his abilities. But, uh, you know, viewers have to have to sign up on our on our site. And there have okay. to be at least 30 of them for us to bring it to a theater. Is it going to come out on, like, on Apple TV? Or is it where else? Can I, is it on any sort of digital platform? Well, eventually it okay. will be, of okay. course. But will Michael, but, in all seriousness. You can't wait. I mean, that's what the, the, they made RBG a hit people who love her yeah. by going to the movies. That's right. Up. Okay. That's what your viewers, listeners rather have to do. We can get, uh, I think we can easily get 30 with the Federalist yeah. Society folks. Yeah. And I don't mean that we can construct, conscript them. I think we will easily have interest of far greater than 30 people. And it's just the point of getting the word out. And Dave and I and Chris, Dave, Chris and I, uh, I think we will easily succeed in doing so. And where is that? What's the uh, what is the uh, the web address again? JusticeThomasMovie dot com. Nice, Thomas. And then if you get thirty commitments, that will essentially uh, allot enough money to have it shown in the theater. Is that the basic idea? That's right. Then right. our distributor can go to a theater in Little Rock and tell them we've got thirty people committed. Right. Right. So in theory, then they'll then they will say yes. I mean, they could still say no. Sure, sure. Still a, a, you know, I have someone that I know age. will say yes. Yeah, they'll say yes. I mean, no, I I have somebody who's on my be. show every week that that has movie theaters, and he will say yes if I can get him thirty or forty people. He'll be all over this. Yeah. Well, you sh- you should write me an email and with that guy, or write him and, and CC me, and I'll put him in touch with my distributor. The one okay, we'll get it done. Yeah, I promise, Mike, we'll get this done because I want people to understand uh, Clarence Thomas. Well, the it, only thing they know about many people is Anita Hill. Don't say it. Oh, you said it, Hill. That's yeah. all I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all that they know it from. You know. Yeah. And, he, and Biden don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I've read a lot of Justice Thomas's opinions, and I've spoken to, well, I've spoken to him a, a couple of times, but not for very, very long. Nothing like what you've done, Michael. But I've also spoken to former clerks of his, mm. and he has made, a, a good judge tries to be consistent, meaning that he tries to apply the law the same way across different mm-hmm. scenarios. Now, at some point, sometimes judges say, you know, I realized I was doing something wrong, and they change. That's not, uh, that's growth. 
That's not a bad thing. But unless they state that, they say, well, I'm, I, I've changed my opinion on that. They need to be consistent so that person A has the law applied the same way to him as person B does. And of all the justices on the Supreme Court, I think Justice um, Thomas has the greatest commitment to that goal. You see it in his writing. You feel it in his writing. And that's that's what judges should be doing. If if the outcome of the case varies based on the person, of course, that's not judging at all. That's just deciding who's your friend. And that's not what Absolutely. we need in our judges. I mean, we call it created equal because Justice Thomas's jurisprudence and his life is based on the principles of the Declaration as realized in the Constitution. And he talks very eloquently about it. In the film, his wife says that Justice Scalia called Justice Thomas a bloodthirsty originalist. Mm-hmm. She took as a compliment. Indeed. Which it was, of course. So yes, that's right. He has, he has stayed true to those principles. And you can see where they emerge out of his life in the film. I mean, he doesn't just come to them, you know, by reading them in school. He sort of lived it, lived it out and came to it, you know, by go, by believing in the opposite views and rejecting them. And his journey back to them ha, ha, is part of the reason that he is so true to to, the, to those basic principles. And, well, and that's right. That makes him a, a very important justice. Indeed. There was some case, and I can't it was something about medical devices or something, really not a, a case that if you would read it on its face, you would say this is kind of an important case in the history of America. But as someone who, who practices law, who teaches law, I'm more inside baseball. And he did not align himself with all of the conservatives. There was some split there, and I don't remember how the split was. And I, I, it was my belief he got it right. And I remember saying at the time he got it right because his position is consistent regardless if the outcome looks sort of politically liberal. And that's what a judge should be doing. And I think uh, judges, other conservative judges and liberal judges often try to do that. I'm not saying they're solely politically motivated, but Justice Thomas has excelled at that beyond perhaps all of the other justices of modern time. And again, that doesn't mean that I've agreed with him on every opinion that he's had as well, because we may have a different interpretation of some aspect of the Constitution or the law. But consistency is an important aspect, and it's too often uh, glossed over with really meaningless distinctions designed to produce an outcome rather than state the law. Michael, well, when you speak about these things, you speak about them with such intelligence. Uh, are are you burdened with being an attorney, or how else do you know about these things? <laughs> no, you know, documentary producers, you know, we're like instant... Well, I've worked on this film for three years, so it's not quite an instant expert. So you mm-hmm. immerse yourself in this to- the topics that you work on fully for a while, mm-hmm. for three years, a good amount of time, but you don't—you're not really an expert. I mean, that's—I mean, that's why I'm happy to have Justice Thomas tell his story. You have to bear in mind who the true experts are. I mean, I've done lots of documentaries about great historical figures like George Washington and Alexander Hamilton, but just because I've done the films on them doesn't make me a scholar. So, 
you know, you get a, a, a fair amount of knowledge, but it, it is not so that I'm an expert, either in constitutional law or in all the other subjects. So we can say I about you, Michael... I do my best to, to sort of learn as much as I can. So we can say... You're not necessarily an expert, but you play one in the movies. Is that fair? Three-year associate degree in Clarence Thomas. Exactly. Yeah, well, Fantastic. Good. It, this is this is great stuff. I got to tell you, JusticeThomasMovie dot com. Did you talk to the justice about the political implications of the Supreme Court? About how Supreme Court justices are, you know put up and how they are approved by the Senate committees and things of that nature and how politics play out? Well, I mean, so, so he, Justice Thomas was reluctant to sort of comment on political issues, pretty typical Supreme Court justices. But I think by telling the story of his own confirmation battle, the political nature of it is rather revealed. I mean, he talks you through it in the, somewhere in the middle of the movie about 20, 25 minutes his confirmation battle that he and his wife talk about, and you see how political the process is yep. and what its effect or what the effect of that is on people who are caught up in the political process, like Justice Thomas and his wife. And you see it play out. So, I mean, this is a film I try in all my films, and this one especially, to tell the story of his life, not to engage in a discussion with Clarence Thomas about ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you are quite right that his. His opinions are full of ideas, and they're long, detailed, 30-page essays on, mm-hmm. on learned essays on topics, which I think all your listeners should read. But that's not what the documentary is. It tells his story, or he tells his story in the documentary, his life story, that I think is an emotional, passionate, um, and instructive story. But, but it isn't an essay, and I, I don't ask him too many abstract questions. The, the, you get a sense of where, where his principles and ideas come from his life. So that's the thrust of the film. So I do think it will leave many viewers anxious, wishing they could ask Justice Thomas many other questions. Right. That's good, I think. Yeah, I agree. Michael Peck, we appreciate your time. JusticeThomasMovie.com. Go there, sign the petition. I'll do something here on this end. Uh, Michael, we'll get this yeah. shown Hopefully next month during Black History Month, I would Great. really like to do that. And, and they, can, they can see the trailer on the website as well. Okay. We appreciate you giving us Thank the you, time Michael. today. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. Michael Pack here on the Dave Ellswick Show. That's going to be a great movie. we got to get it here. Yeah. And I'll talk to, I'll talk to uh, of course, Matt Smith. Right. We'll get it set up for, uh, uh, you know, Black History Month. I'll make sure that uh, we get something that you can sign. Yeah, well, have have your listeners go to that website. Yeah, go and- to that website and sign up. All right, justicethomasmovie.com. Got to get a break in. We're late. Let's do that. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little movies here. Got to have a happy time here. When I might throw back, some politics in. That's fine. <laughs> Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, the answer home of the Rush Limbaugh program. Okay, so we're talking about crawfish during the break. Oh, man. And I got to bring this up. I got to ask questions. Lay it on me. I heard there is a new restaurant in North Little Rock that's a fish restaurant. Have you heard about it? I have heard about it. And, 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 and I, don't say know, that, I don't know the name I, of it. I don't either. If but, anybody knows what the name of this brand, it's fresh 
something fish kind of stuff. Yeah. And I I I've been waiting for a really good, you know, fish place. A lot of the places yeah. say, "Well, we're a fish place, but we fry it all." Well, if you're frying it all, any kind of fish place I want to come to, I'm just <laughs> Letting you know. Oh, you want to boil something like crawfish? Yeah, well, not no, wants, crawfish. Wants, I'm not a crawfish, like crawfish guy. Well, it's like a trout at Flying Fish. Oh, man. Uh, you know, not. something like, you know, trout, you know, perch, okay. maybe, uh, yeah. you know, you know shrimp, of course. Great. Maybe if Chris will take me fishing again because I keep, I keep saying. I don't want to feed him some crawfish. Crawfish season starts in what, I don't February. Need, I don't need grouper. Yeah, grouper's good. Oh, man. You know, all that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. Well, I've got a buddy who's got a portable crawfish and trailer. Named J.D. Harper, and he's going to start cooking with me. Because I lost my buddy. My buddy moved to D.C., but uh, I got an- found another crawfish lover. Are you telling me that, can he make copious amounts of crawfish? Oh, tons of them. Are yeah. you telling me? It doesn't take a lot to boil pounds. cockroaches. Are you, are you, tell- you got to have the right to boil cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. so, so are you telling me that the Dave Ellswick show, after we've gone morning, yes. that we need to have a, a crawfish boil one morning oh, in, the, in the parking lot here? We could do it. We can do it. Don't people, tempt me, and, and Dave. And people pay a few dollars to have crawfish. And then, I've got the man that can do it. And then we'll we'll give all the money to, you know, Dorcas House or something. Oh, man, let's do it. I'm in. We can make that happen. Oh, okay. that'd be awesome. I'll talk to you about that. Oh, wow. I love doing. I love doing that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, Robert knows this about me. Oh, yeah. I love oh, yeah. helping... Group oh, now you got me all. And, yeah. I, I want some. I want. I want fried fish. I want baked yeah. fish. Well, somebody help us. This new fish restaurant in North Little Rock. If you know the name of it, eight two three zero nine six five. All right, call us and let us know, please. Eight two three zero nine six five. I just saw it in passing in the newspaper. I was reading an article and it mentioned it, and I, I, it just didn't make enough of an impression on my brain, uh, which for me now is. Pretty high, you know, pound per square inch to make an impression in my brain. <laughs> uh, nothing in, nothing out. Was, That's what know, they say, what Dave. It is. All right. Do you know by any chance there, uh, Zach, the new seafood restaurant in North Little Rock? Have you heard about it? You haven't. Okay, he's shaking. His Chris head and now. I went to White River and caught our limit on trout. Oh, dude, and it was fantastic. And then we went and we cooked them. Where'd you cook- go, Where'd you go eat? Well, we cooked it at Chris. Chris has a little lake house, Dead. and we cooked it. So Chris is, we, we divided up. Chris deep fried some, it was very good. Yeah. Chris baked some, it was very good. Mm-hmm. And then I pan seared it. Ooh. It was fantastic. There you go. I normally baked mine. I never really had the pan sear. Yeah. Good stuff. Stein, like, put it on the griddle and man, I'm I ate just the a, skin. I ate yeah, the that was skin. it. Yeah. You never ate the skin before. I've never eaten the skin. I'll make it make it real clear for you. It was you good. take a you get a get one of those fish baskets and grill it, man. I love grilled fish. I agree. Grilled trout is just like the bomb. Well, they do right. excellent. They do excellent grilled trout down at the um, Flying Fish. Do they? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. to try that do. out. Okay, so I, I I like going up to what is it uh, Mountain Home? Oh yeah. What's uh, was it? Uh, what's White the, River. Yeah. Yep. What's that's the, what, that's uh, where what's we the, Where's the little river? The little mm-hmm. restaurant that's right there on the White. Um, there's, uh, like rainbow trout resort. There's, uh, it. there's a bunch of them. This uh, is, this one sits down on the road. You look up and it's got that house up on the cliff. Oh, that's you, Calico Rock. Yeah. You can look that's up. Calico Rock. Yeah, that's Calico You can go up yeah. and see that, but it sits right down on there. And, uh, Mr. Uh, was Episcopi used to own it. And, uh, you talking about the true the Terry's it? trout dock right there on the, right there on the river. You got okay. Terry's trout dock and Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. Neither one of those are the ones I'm talking about. But Man. that's okay. My other place that I like there is the Wing Shack. 
Oh, or Mountain Home. Yeah. That's you like good. wings? I oh, love hey, wings, yeah. man. Absolutely. I know right around the right hand side. I know exactly. Yeah, where it's at. a big place. Yes. And and their wings are good. Yes. And they're not little tiny wings. <laughs> That's why I don't go to the wing place anymore because they Hey, no, it's a half a wing. And hey, they're out. They're, no, be, they're raising midget chickens. It's evidently. illegal to have. You can't have a boneless wing. A wing has a bone in it. Come yeah, on, man. you ordered boneless wings last night. I know, yeah, but boneless I, I wings. Didn't want to. That's breast meat made. It's because I'm they cheap, tell Rob. You they were on half boneless. price. The boneless wing. wings were half price. Okay. <laughs> Well, they didn't charge you for the bone. That's why they were half price. They weren't that good. Yeah. They're okay. I will tell you this. I was going to go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Ooh, I like that. And uh, and watch the McGregor fight. I'm glad I didn't now because I would have eaten one wing and the fight was over. Oh, was it one of those six seconds? seconds uh, yeah. He hammered the cowboy. <laughs> oh, hammered him. <laughs> right foot, man. It was all over with. Boom. Done. And he bloodied his nose with a left shoulder butt. Yeah. What? What is that? He does that all the time. That's not something new. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like yeah. his signature move. Bam! They're, with the talking. Him and Mayfield are talking again about <laughs> getting in. And there's another boxer now that wants to box McGregor. Oh, but he wants to box him with boxing rules, and then he wants to take him on in the octagon. Okay, mistake. I'm oh, just telling man. you that is whoever decides that is a mistake. You don't take on McGregor in his home territory. He's fairly recently. There was yeah, some a couple fight. weeks. No, no, but before that, there was some famous fight between him and a yeah, boxer. the boxer. And he, yeah, the Mayfield. boxer beat him. Yeah, the beat boxer, him. Beat boxer whooped the yeah, dogs because he danced him. around and you know jabbed yeah. him well, all the time. Good Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that's yeah. who he boxed. Yeah. Yeah. and the boxer beat the the mixed well, uh, martial arts set up guy. And they box. It was a boxing match. Oh, it was a boxing. This happened. This happened three years ago. Grappling to the to the ground and beat the living pee out of Mayweather. Mayweather took him to school, boy. Why? Oh, he did take him to school. Agreed to a boxing match. Well, I thought he could. Yeah, silly. he was overconfident. And he how unlike those folks. Yeah, this is Conor McGregor. Yeah, it's McGregor. Yeah. And that's that's his character. Conor McGregor. McGregor. Haven't, haven't you been watching sports lately? Well, Rob, he ate too many yeah. steaks. Yeah, yeah. About, he needed to go. He needed to go green. Yeah, he needed to go green. For all, the, all the people watching on on Facebook. <laughs> You got to be watching professional sports now, and you see the people walking around after they do something. They're going, eh, they're walking around. "What's that? Oh, that's the McGregor, McGregor wall." wall. Yes, that's it what is. that is. That's I don't even know what that is. No, it's it's like the that's what the hey, that was good. Yeah, have that's you ever seen walks? Yeah, he was, uh, it's kind of funny. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Funny. It's great. It's I really love a modernized version of the Vince McMahon walk. A modernized version. He cracks me up. He really does. I love it. I tell you what, the hype, the um, sessions between him and Floyd Mayweather on the, the lead up to the fight yeah. were fantastic. Well, oh. he's a showman. Yeah. Both mean, of them. McGregor really knows how to play the camera. So does Mayfield. Mayfield. He knows that as oh, well. Yeah. He does. Mayfield doesn't need any more money. No. Neither does McGregor. So what? what he made what, two hundred million dollars on the on that Mayfield fight. Mm-hmm. What did, was it? McGregor is the one who lost. Yeah, he, he lost. What, what did McGregor say after he lost? I lost. That was it. Yeah, was he, he was big, he was big about it. He was, was like, it? I got whooped. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Oh yeah, he was. But here's he the was, key. Because my wife was asking me the same thing. Why does he feel like he's got? Because he likes the adulation. Exactly. That's what it's that's what he all does. about. That's what he, exactly. That's it's what, what he does. He is. It's entertainment. I mean, I it's got him. I got him. I'm on his uh, on his uh, Instagram, Instagram, the, the Twitter with post. his with his kids. Oh, nah. he, you know, his kid, his little boy is that's hilarious. Right. Cracks me up. Well, he's got to get revenge on um, Khabib. Yeah, they're going to fight next. I that's think the bear. That, 
Well, I think they got one other fight done, and then uh, White saying he's got to fight that guy. Well, again. if he hasn't improved his wrestling skills at all, then he's going to get to, he's going to tap out once yeah, again. Yeah, fight. He'll he'll work on it. Did you see the uh, the two women that fought during that thing too? There's, it's brutal. Ooh. Oh, it was. I couldn't watch that. Sheep. It was brutal. They that, do that. They do that. Who was the other guy that that fought? And the dude caught him with a left. Okay. And he looked like he was out on his feet for a few moments. Yeah. And he never recovered. I mean, he was fighting, but he had like his hands down the whole time. He, he was that wobbled. other guy just beat him senseless through three rounds. Dave, did they allow um, transgender in the women's group? Oh my god! I just look. I'm, I'm just, sure they're going to have. I'm, I'm sure they'll try it. I'm just I, asking the question. I, I believe this. Dana White won't allow it. Yeah. I Is he think, the guy that runs yeah, he's the operation? Yeah. The, the MNA. But Hopefully there's several so. MNA groups the out there. Yeah. Well, it, but it brings out the, the, the point that I've made on your show many times, Dave, which, you know, I truly am an egalitarian, but there will be no women's sports. No, it'll be gone. It'll yeah. be gone. Yeah. You're right. It'll and be that's gone. why, you know, that's why 10 Who? was put into into place. What was? Uh, 10, the... the I'm trying to think of the the name for it. There, there was a a law passed. Oh, t- oh, oh no, Title Nine. Title Nine. Title Nine. Yeah. Okay. Title Nine was passed right. with a specific uh, purpose, purpose of giving of women, women equal equality access. in sports, and you're yeah. not going to have that if you right. have you put this. Khabib inside the women's division. He would everybody. I'm like, no. I mean, he would. What he did to Connor. It would be much more. It would be worse. Now, of course, I would lose to the women in that competition. Seriously, yeah. right? But that's not what we're talking. That's we're talking not. About the, yeah, hey, man, the, the high, I would my, lose to the women. One of man, my favorite. Did you happen to see? Have you? Whoa. Did you see um, the Entourage movie? I did. did you saw a turtle oh, was yeah. all hot about Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, I like and got that. got into the octagon. Love and, ah, and she comes crushing across, and he goes, "Oh." <laughs> it was a great movie. She propositioned him, though. Yeah, oh, I was would, a good yeah. proposition. I wouldn't get in the ring. I wouldn't even get in the ring. <laughs> when we come back, though, Dave, I do want to mention uh, John Cooper put out a card comparing him to Dan Sullivan, and it's just replete with lies. And I think we do oh, need I to talk it was about John, it. I thought John Cooper said he was Mahatma Gandhi or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, J- John Cooper showed a picture of him walking on water. You yeah. know, making wine out of water. So he was the only he was the only person that could see the hole, the loophole That's in the right. law. No That's other right. lawyer or, right. or judge could have seen it. He could see could your seen, green seen aura. Yeah. Other... about that. He figured it out. He, he found yeah. it. He, he found it. He found it's it. like the code. What, the, the, what was the name of that movie with the code? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Zach, back me up. Da Vinci Code. The da Vinci Code. It was the, the, the John Cooper stars in the Da Vinci, da Vinci code. code. See it here for the Mr. first time. John Cooper decodes. The, Stand your ground. The Koopy in Da Vinci Code. Code 4, Arkansas goes Da Vinci. License to murder. License to murder. Did, did, did he put the block together? Yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, John Cooper, 007, Stand your ground, <laughs> license to kill. I got to tell you what, you're going to love this. Over at the uh, uh, cinema, Cabot VIP, they've got the big No Time to Die set up for the next, right, Bond, the next movie, Bond movie and it's got Ooh. a it's got a cardboard thing of Daniel Craig. Right. That will be mine when they take it down. Oh, they, so, they and it will become That's part nice. of our of of the uh, studio here. We'll Very bring nice. Daniel Craig in here. He's my man. Uh he's pretty doggone close to being the best Bond he's other than Sean Connery. Connery was the best. 
Connery's before my time, so I only saw him sort of like in reruns, essentially. So he never, I never sort of grew, he never grew on me. Yeah. Uh, he's good. Really? I mean, Roger Moore? Yeah, Roger Moore, they started getting silly with the movies. They I mean, did. when right. when you're talking about Thunderball and, and, yeah. and, and uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, the thing with uh, when they brought the uh, Astro Martin the first time. Yeah. You know, with, uh, with the gold... Finger, oh yeah, you know all. Well, that. Here's what you do: you just go watch. What the do first you want five from minutes. me, Goldfinger? Well, Mr. Bond, yeah. Yeah. I want you to die. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Great, yeah. That nod job and all that. Yeah. That was good stuff. That was good. That's good stuff. We got to get a break in. Let's take a break. We we'll come back. We'll let uh, Robert tell you about uh, this thing about Cooper. Then I will tell you what I think are the top fourteen movies for 2020. You have to see. That's Fantastic. all coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. You got nine minutes. Uh, be listening Monday. I may be able to post a picture up for you that you might want to see. Oh, I, I just tell you, I'm supposed to see it Saturday. If uh, there's nothing that has to be done to it, then I'll talk to our GM and make sure it's all right to post it. Nice, and then we'll let you see it, and then may be able to get t-shirts and hoodies. All right, just Ooh, just I want one. just letting you know, you probably would want one, and I'll sign it. I, want one I don't think the, I don't it. know if the other two guys assign it or not. Uh, I think the gentleman who will make the picture would probably sign it as well. We might have to have a signing over at Riverdale or whatever. Cool. With that said, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Robert Steinbach. He wants to uh, talk about one of his favorite people. He's. I don't think he's ever going to get another Christmas card from him. But John Cooper, he's got something that he would like to say. Yeah, John, Probably not even a birthday card. It's, it, it's remarkable. Look, <laughs> I have no problem when liberals run for office on their liberal agendas. The problem I have is when people claim to be Republicans, like John Cooper claims to be, and he runs on a liberal agenda. And he just put out a card in his race against Dan Sullivan. As you know, all of us here support Dan Sullivan. I've heard on the down low from various folks within the party who are not supposed to take sides in primaries. They support Dan Sullivan, by the way. Why? Because Dan Sullivan's a conservative. And John Cooper just put out one of these flyers, one of these cards that is just replete with lies. Okay. Simple lies. Let's get one so we can put it on my Facebook so we can show everybody. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch with... It's uh, a mailer? It's a yeah, mailer. It's a mailer. Right. Push card. Is, is someone going to respond? Well, I think he will. Fantastic. I think he has. But he says that one of the claims that Cooper makes is about the Stand Your Ground Law. And he doubles down on this false notion that the Stand Your Ground Law, which, remember, folks, it allows you to defend yourself only after... Your life or physical security is under dire attack. So you might say, well, I thought that's a law now. You know what the law is now, folks? The law is that you've got to stop, look around, make sure you can't, if there's any way out, check under the table, (laughs) check in the car, all these, by the way, while under attack. Right. So Bob Ballinger says, well, I don't know. I think if someone's attacking you, we should have the law. In conservative Arkansas, no less, that over half of the United States has. That is, if you're under attack, your burden is to demonstrate that you are under attack and under legitimate 
fear for your life. Right. That's it. You don't got to look under the table, look over your shoulder. So John Cooper says, well, this was supported by a bunch of sheriffs, Democratic sheriffs, literally. Well, this was supported by some prosecutors, literally Democratic prosecutors. And by the way, by the end of it, Bob Ballinger made a couple of tweaks and he got the prosecutors on his side. Nice. So not even a true story there. He says it was supported by law enforcement. What law enforcement? Because every cop I talked to, every cop I met says, I'm for stand your ground. So he's talking about some liberal activist groups. You know who didn't support stand your ground? Moms for Action. By the way, God bless them. They're good people. But they are one of the most leftist political organizations you can meet. They're an anti-gun group. They are a moms-based anti-gun group. They are misdirected. They are, right. they don't understand. They've not studied at all. That's it's right. It's that simple. That's it's exactly that, it's right. It's that simple because they'll say stuff that you know they don't understand what they're saying. You know how many times a good guy with a gun with training yeah. uh, shot an innocent person uh, during one of these mass shootings? Zero. 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 <laughs> Zero. That's it. All right. I promised everybody I'd run through these uh, movies real quick. That's here. Just kind of try to remember them, all right? Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Wonder Woman 19. If you forget them, join me tomorrow at 1 o'clock with Shane Stacks. I'm going to be talking about them again. Is Linda Carter going to be in it? The yes. Linda. Come on. Yes. Oh, Is she? Oh. Does she do yeah, a cameo? She's making a cameo. Oh, yeah. nice. Wonder Woman 1984. Dune, which I'm really excited oh, about. Bond's new movie, No Time to Die. Uh, a Quiet Place Part 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Top Gun Maverick, Fast and Furious 9, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, Black Widow, The Eternals, Tenet, a new movie from Christopher Nolan, and last but not least, Steven Spielberg going behind the camera to do a new version of West Side Story. And no, it will be much better than Cats. I'm just telling you that right now. Don't count out Steven Spielberg, folks. I'm just telling you. So oh, he's a very capable back. director. The, ca- the guy who played uh, Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. He's playing the lead okay. in uh, West Side Story. Cool. So I'll be interested in seeing it. Guys, we're out of time. I yeah, hate I so hate fast. what this time comes up when I got to say, time for me to leave. It's always my pleasure. By Next the way, week. I don't think we said the disclaimer. My views are mine That's and mine right. alone. That's right. They are Robert's, his his opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of Bowen School of Law or the uh, University of Arkansas Little Rock. Thank you. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Chris Corbett. Thank you, Dave. Send him directly to his uh, email address because his, his opinions are absolutely <laughs> his. his and his alone. That's right. And do not necessarily reflect Dave Ellswick. I'm just, no, I'm just... <laughs> I'm it. just kidding. All right, I'm just kidding. I'll be back with you on Monday, the last week that the Dave Ellswick show is going to be on in the afternoons. And when when you go back to mornings, I'm going to join you on Friday mornings. That's correct. You'll be on on Fridays, and Chris Corbett will be here when he can peel himself out of bed. That's right. All right, to do that. We're All right, shooting what, ducks, too, right? Oh, no. Oh. No. Way it goes, here's what I'll tell you. God gave you a whole week of life, a whole week of life. Now, give him one hour this weekend to hear what he has to tell you. All right? I'll see you on Monday, 2 o'clock. Elizabeth will be here. We'll be talking school choice because the big school choice uh, 
uh, what, what do they call it? Rally. It's going to be happening over at the Robertson Music uh, Center. Oh, nice. They've got, they've got the place filled up. Okay. It's going to be great. All right. So keep that in mind. That's coming up on Monday. Talk to you then, 2 o'clock. Talk to you tomorrow. Was it uh, Car and Truck Doctors at 9 o'clock and then at 1 o'clock back with Shane and we're going to come try to come up with our top five movies for 2020 and look at what our top five were for nine, 2019. So that's all coming up tomorrow. But I'll see you for four hours on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. God bless. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.